wherever he came from, there was this street where him and all of his boys used to be on. And instead of selling drugs, I mean, there were probably some drugs there too, but it was a bunch of good-looking, young, <laughs> Hispanic dudes, and they would just, they would just be out there selling ass. Honestly though, how do you get into that game? Like, how do you know? This is see, this is some type of shit that we should have learned. Oh, I guess it's economics. Oh yeah. Did we have that class? I don't remember there being an economics like course ready for me to like take it might on have those been sheets I... of paper as a. I remember there being again the future because this would have been a part of the FBL. Yeah, yeah the oh, whole future business I, I, leaders. I couldn't think an acronym, but yeah. did you did you take any of those business classes? Nah, <laughs> nah. You were on the other side playing Come football, on, football basketball. We class. had way too many electives that were sports related, and I'm not about to sit in the business class all day when I be playing basketball for an hour and a half. I think I told some people that we ha- that I took basketball class when I was in high school, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" They were like, yeah, you mean yeah. like you played on the team? I was like, no, I took basketball. Like I went to a, a place. <laughs> that's what we did <laughs> all day. For an hour and a half and I played basketball in there. They are like, you had that as a class? Yeah. Like you could... So I, I then realized that there were a bunch of fucking classes that we had that yeah, were but crazy. What I think I've learned later though, like the Prince William County Schools, they go to PE as like juniors and seniors. Oh. Uh, we didn't go to PE oh, right. as so, juniors and seniors. Right. So that was... You were instructed An to take option. something physical, though, I'm certain, right? Or could you, I guess it you could have just matter. not I was did taking it. it regardless. Yeah, I guess you could have just not taken it. Well, I that. couldn't, like freshman year when I first took my classes, and you see like the options that's available for a 10th grader, I knew at that moment, from 10th grade on, mm. I'm not taking any elective other than like Spanish Yeah, that I got to take. Yeah, I think that was required. Like, yeah. You had to take one foreign language. Aside from that, I was in graphics. Took a drawing class, a painting class, both of which I believe I failed, which is crazy. But I, uh, yeah, I think I did take at least like an information technology class. I don't remember at all what Bro, we learned in there. <laughs> My electives were, well, other than like the basketball, football, or whatever, it was wood tech. I did wood tech one, two, and three, and probably built three items. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, this was the teacher you had that would play movies or something? Uh, yeah, I think it's like Mr. Ebert or some shit. I can't remember what his name was. But anyways, I, sw- I swear this nigga had to be a stoner, dog. Like and like looking back at it now? Looking back, bro, look. Every day we would go to class. And nobody ever failed this class. So oh, that's, that's how I that's... made it through three years of it. <laughs> Until there was no more like left to take. I, I, I beat them all. You like beat them, I beat all, beat all the levels. levels. Yeah. But anyways... He would come to class. He was just put on a Napoleon Dynamite. Out of all movies, he loved Napoleon Dynamite. So we just sitting in the class. He was just start playing Napoleon Dynamite, bro. And this is every class. Whoa. Right? That's a little weird. He would dip and be gone for like 30 minutes and come back with a big ass sandwich like he was on Scooby-Doo or some shit. <laughs> and he would eat that motherfucker in the back of the class and he would geek 
Like it was his first time seeing this movie. Oh. But we watched it like every class. Oh, that's definitely stoner mentality. Oh yeah, and he lived in like the mountains somewhere, so he was coming like somewhere down. You know, like we went on like one of them hikes, like exit six around that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, down sixty six. Yeah. Yeah, something around like down in that area. He was like living like in the mountains or some shit. So I was like, yeah, this nigga is definitely a stoner. Like, when I thought about him later, bro. <laughs> he said coming back with a big ass sandwich. No, like bro, you got like a big ass sub. Like it didn't like, matter. Whatever he was eating back there was always large, but he would always be gone for like 30 minutes. Yeah, I'm glad that getting high now isn't <laughs> what it was when you were younger. Oh, right. But what's funny is, is he was an older guy, but he was doing younger, like just going out, getting a big ass sub <laughs> and watching the same movie every day. Every day. is like a young person's thing to do. We were just talking about things. Okay, <laughs> we were just talking about like the lounge, like a like a weed lounge, like right. a dispensary, right? And how some places you can go and sit down and smoke weed amongst other people. Right. And at first, I thought, man, that seems like a really fucking cool thing to do. <laughs> but then I thought about all the types of like high conversations that you're going to be subjected to, right? And sitting around in your house and watching the same thing because I remember doing that, like watching mm-hmm. some of the same tapes, like watching. Dave Chappelle at the Fillmore, uh, whichever the other one is too. Like I, there were there were two Dave Chappelle stand ups that I that Henry would, and I would watch was over that, and over. Were you watching the one when he was like, "Who who get the fuck what Ja Rule got to think in a time like this?" It may have been that one. It was also the one where it was like, <laughs> you know how hard it would be to to fuck a monkey, <laughs> like whatever like that one was. I forgot what I forgot which one that was, but <laughs> you know how hard it would be to catch a monkey because he was talking about the like the the advent of AIDS, like where right. AIDS came from, and right. they felt like it, it came from fucking a monkey. He was just like, "Do you know how difficult it would be to catch a monkey and then to fuck it, right? Like and not have it rip your dick off? Like that's crazy." Yeah, I have some real talents. But yeah, no, I used to watch that like with Henry a lot. I'm, and sometimes I would think, like, why do we keep watching the same things over and over again? Like, we'd watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force from Cartoon Network, like Adult right. Swim. We'd watch a ton of the same shit over and over again. But it was like, it's something about just getting high and sitting around. I'm so glad that I don't do it the way that I used to do it. But that's what it seems like your teacher was doing. Yeah. I'm going to eat sandwiches every day and, and have them watch fucking... Napoleon Bro. Dynamite over and over and over I think, again. Like, the and on- laugh at it. The only thing I remember us making was like a gumball machine. But I think, That's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool, <laughs> which was funny like because like four years later, my sisters came home with one of them. I was like, oh shit, y'all, y'all, y'all in that class too? I was like, y'all ain't, y'all ain't finna make shit, but that's cool. Y'all made a gumball machine. But economics would have been nice. It would have yeah. been nice to know. Because again, for whoever the fuck opened up this gas station, or not this gas station, but the car the, wash, the car wash yeah. I want to know how they knew to open up a car wash. Yeah, because I doubt there's a message board out there to say, hey man, Ashton Road is lacking a car wash. Hey bro, where can I wash my car at? And we live here and have lived here. So I'm thinking, and, and then like that completely blindsided me. Like I saw this and I'm like, damn, I would have never thought about that, but yet I'm living here. So like, what else am I not seeing? Like, what hey, do we like? What do we need? What's even wild about that car wash is there was a hill right there. Mm. They cut all that shit out to put that car wash right there. Yo, cutting out a hill, <laughs> <laughs> carving out a hill 
to put a car wash down is crazy. But again, even just to have the idea of having a car wash. Yeah. Like, I want to know how you get in touch with the economy that way where you just know, like, we need a, if we open up a car wash right here, we're going to go crazy. Like, whoever put it there, they probably did look around the area. Like, cause... What do we need? Like, if you if you were a business owner in Manassas, like, you could pop up anywhere, have any business. What do you think w- what would go crazy in Manassas? Mm. We have a ton of places to eat. Yeah. Pizza places, steakhouses. We have movie theaters. We have putt-putt golf. We have plenty of ice cream places. Right. Nathan's, Baskin Robbins, Cold Stone. Honestly, I, we, I guess, well, this would be probably the hardest thing with, like, some sort of, like, an amusement park. And not not even, it, it ain't even got to be a real amusement park. Like, let's just say, um, like, the fair uh, the fairgrounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, something like, like a that. carnival type of thing. Like, but, but, like, more permanent. Right. And more permanent rides that can be better. Like, yeah. so it wouldn't have to be something huge. And, you know, because they have space there where they can do... Like small events and things. Yeah. You know, like when they have like little monster trucks and shit over there. Yeah, so they, they can they, host other events. They can host a fucking rodeo or, you know, somebody might want to come over there and play some rugby or some shit. I don't know. Mm. They can host different events in that spare ground, uh, that fairgrounds area. <clears throat> also, they got like little pavilions and shit. So you can have conventions and other things down there. So it wouldn't even have to be just um, a carnival or whatever the case may be. Yeah. The- but like some kind of attraction. That people, you know, like, you know how we have Splashdown and you're on 66 and there's really signs that says next exit, Splashdown. You're like, yo, we don't think of it as, yo, motherfuckers come from other places to come to Splashdown? Supposedly biggest water park in Virginia. Oh, wow. Or at least northern Virginia, that, from what I understand. That's that's new to me. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, because when you go to Splashdown and the times you've ever been to Splashdown, you probably haven't seen many people that you knew. There, but you've seen a lot of motherfuckers there. Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy. So like something mm. like Splashdown, but obviously not a water park. Right. Let's make it more of a adventure type park or yeah. something like that. That's what I think could, because uh, you know we got some uh, adrenaline junkies around. So wait, didn't you just tell me a story about something closing down because someone got shot there? Or something like someone was uh, trying to open up. A, someone opened up a business to give people in the inner city somewhere like some more opportunity. But then I think someone, someone got robbed there, or like they robbed the place. Like the place got robbed. I forgot what it was. Is were we talking about food? Maybe we we're talking about food. Something opened up, and we were talking about it being like in the inner city. And they had opened it up. And it may have even been like a famous person that opened it up. Yeah, I'm trying to think. think. They opened it up and then the place ended up getting robbed, I think. So then they were like, fuck it, we're out of here. And they (laughs) they pulled it from that place. (sighs) And so the the reason I'm even, fuck, I forgot what that was or who it was. But the reason I bring that up is because every time I've seen, not every time, but a lot of times I've seen like really cool things brought here. Mm-hmm. They've been shut down because every time now. you think of like the lounge or the part like nightlife type of stuff, yeah. getting put, yeah. people go there and start fighting or their gunshots or something, and then people are like, "Oh fuck it, let's hey, just look, get the fuck out of here." I ain't gonna hold you. I've been part of the early wave of some of these places where you in there and you know the whole vibe, and you're like, "Yo, this is the spot." 
But then yeah. another spot would get shut down. So, then, you know, now more people are now coming to this spot. Yeah. So then, you know, it kind of changes. And then, you know, different demographic of people and then different issues just start popping off. And now yeah. we might have been... Uh, I wonder if we were talking about the pub because I know the pub got like a new ownership or whatever because the mm. motherfuckers were getting stabbed, shot, and, and all that other shit outside that motherfucker. Oh, yeah, that was some shit. You want to catch me out there? And that's like the hub for a lot of people to go drinking. Like if they're thinking yeah. about going drinking out in Manassas, it's not even called the pub no more. I don't even know. What it's oh, called. really? They changed yeah. the name. Yeah, I they just, really needed some rebranding. Like, yeah, I just seen that because somebody sent Mikey Mike just sent a, a video of like somebody that was on TV. And I don't know what kind of show this was, but they, for some reason, it was like on TLC, but for some reason they pulled up to the pub or whatever the pub new name is. Damn. And, and I noticed, you know, you could see that the buildings around it was where the pub is. So that's how I knew where, you know. And they were doing a story about people. Yeah. Getting... Somebody somebody was watching it and sent the video of it to Mikey. Mikey sent it, sent it to us. Damn. And it was like, oh shit, that's, that's mad random that uh, the niggas is really just up there. But that's how I noticed it wasn't called that no more because it had a whole nother like name on the door. <sighs> See, that's rough, man. But trying nah, to bring just, something, trying to bring something nice to people. and you know, like they're joining um the little hookah bar that was in uh I don't think that's just that name no more. Oh, that was the one that Keon used to DJ. At? Yeah. Or, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot what the fuck that was called. Uh, was Santorini. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that joint, I think. That joint started having a lot of I, shit pop off about to, in the parking lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, yo, god damn, like, motherfuckers get something nice around. Yeah, people were shooting people up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people were shooting guns up there. I was, yeah, yeah. It's tough, man. You want to make something nice. And especially if you grow up in a place where you're just like, man, I want to I wanna give back. Like, I want to bring something nice here. But right. It's... it's it's like we were talking about alcohol being mixed in is what makes it like a weird place. Yeah. Because when I think about places that I would like to, that I would be open to going. Right. Most of them, when it comes, like, I, I still want to interact with people. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to have a conversation with, if I, like, if I, if other people are going to be there, I would like to have the option of talking like to you them. Like, you want to go to a social place and be social. Yes. Like, bro, turn the fucking music down. Because, like, why... Right. Ain't nobody even dancing, dog. Like, put on some Anita Baker in the background. Let us just talk. Something smooth or whatever <laughs> right. in the background. And so that that's why it seems like smoking seems to be so sociable. So you go to hookah bars, you go to cigar yeah. lounges, you go to these weed shops, I'm certain, the dispensaries right. with the cafes in them. Yeah. And you can sit down and have some conversation, maybe with some soft music in the background. Right. And like, that sounds fun to me. For, <laughs> but it, I mean, it sounds cool. No, nah, no. Nah, but feel once you. you get alcohol involved, it turns people into a different beast. Yeah, like it turns you it, into a different damn. human. And if you're thinking about trying to invest in something, I don't know, man. I don't. I, I don't know if you want to get a liquor license because I think it's just gonna. It's gonna get fucked up. It depends upon again the place that you're doing it. But if we're trying to build something here in Manassas for people, yeah. Speaking of like liquor license, it's funny you say that because uh, I guess my my father's son, I guess it was my brother. But oh, shit. That nigga lived in D Detroit. Oh, right, 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 right. But um, he like, 
I should have been hollering at him years ago. This nigga been running strip clubs for a minute. I should really, been, bro? What? What do you What do you want to do in there? Like, what would I you do? I wouldn't want to do nothing. This nigga, this, <laughs> you I'm just trying to go in there where the strippers at. Oh, <laughs> I'm not trying to you, work there. I didn't know if you wanted like a position. In no, the, nigga, like was, if my brother run this shit, nigga, I'm with him. Yeah, I mean, does he only have one or does he uh, own a series? I, I don't know. I just be seeing this shit on Facebook. Oh. But anyways, that nigga had lost his liquor license. <laughs> so, oh, or no, he ain't lose it. The junk got suspended for like two months because he had. He was like, all right, no more. Uh, I guess he was having people or uh, strippers in there dancing without registrations. Uh, people in there smoking weed. Oh, so, he just had a little. Bro, he was letting it just go. A like, little nasty house going on in there. That's, he was just like, fuck it. Everybody have fun. Like, yeah, 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 you can't bro. do that. Yeah, bro. So it's like, bro, you have to go through a lot to get these licenses. <laughs> and you have to follow certain rules. What makes you think they weren't going to send somebody in there to the, you know, like yeah, a secret shopper type, yeah. type person to make sure that you're following all the rules? So, uh, yeah, so I don't know. He be airing all his business out on Facebook, and it's wild because I don't even know you like that, but I know all your <laughs> personal information. Oh, <laughs> so he be he be like he be like roasting strippers on 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 the Facebook and stuff. Like, so yeah, how was it? Like yesterday, I'm guessing he was trying to book some rapper up there. And he was like sending like the prices to the dude. And he was like, nothing. You don't like he put zero dollars um, if you're um, an up and coming rap artist. And it was like 200 to 500 if you're known around Detroit. And then it was like 500 to 5,000 depending on like your status. So I'm thinking to myself, like seeing that shit, like, well, one, why are you airing this out on Facebook? Because the artist declined. The artist was like, yo, if I'm not, I can't do this. If I'm not getting paid. Yeah. So I guess he felt some kind of way and put the screenshot of their text messages on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So my mom was like, well, nigga, th- this is why I should be happening. Because I'm pretty sure he's been to like, been through like three or four like different clubs. Like this nigga has been the head manager or whatever the fuck he is of it. But the guy that declined. The- nah, the, my my, uh, my father's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. That's a that's a weird business to try to. There's there's just too much going on with that. Like a strip club, because yeah. I mean, I'm assuming there's probably some food in there. Maybe the uh, ones I've been to, there've been food in there. Nigga, well, there ain't no food in Vixens. Wait a minute, we didn't go to. <laughs> we, you, wait, you didn't go to that hot wing time with like me and RJ and a few other people. Because you know RJ, RJ used to sure. find yeah, because he used to find the deals. That, RJ and he was sure. like, he was like, yo. This strip club has a wing deal today. Like we got to go in there. It's like 40, oh, you talking about stadium? Oh, is that where we were? Yeah, stadium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah. I ain't go to that bougie ass place. Yes, it yeah. was definitely stadium because I remember a stripper that he pointed out that supposedly like him and a couple of people knew there, and just like how much money she had to have been making and all the work that she got done on her and like a ton of other shit. Body's an investment, man. Oh no, that, no, that's a huge investment. But that's the thing; it's strip club is an investment for the person going into it. Like you got to deal with again your fucking liquor license and mm-hmm. making sure stuff like that is going well. Clearly, he did not do a good job of that. <laughs> right. You do have to be worried about food if you're going to bring that into the place and like what's like how that's. Be- I, I probably wouldn't eat none of that nigga spot. That's what I'm saying because now you have to worry about. I felt like the stage is probably like this table and there's this motherfucker standing around it. One like one the it place that much. he's running, yeah, for it, sure. It probably ain't too much going on in there. Yeah, no, because that's and then and then it's talent. <laughs> yeah, because I, I ain't you... gonna lie, I, I I try to look at this product and it wasn't looking too. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, because you have to you have to scout for talent, but you also it's a, like you also have to pick from the choosing that you have. Right. So you're not where is he? He's in Detroit. In Detroit. I mean, I don't know. Eight miles. I've never been there. I don't know what the pick of his litter is. Like, I don't know what, but he's not in Miami. Oh, you know, like he's not like in a like a hot spot. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know if they really. I don't know what the strip club laws are like in Detroit. You know, like in Virginia, they can't be fully nude. So I, I don't know. I don't know if they, you know, they tip drilling it up there in Detroit or what. Well, again, in his place, he didn't give a fuck about those rules. So they, everyone was naked. Oh yeah, strippers, guests, everyone Bro. was naked. Having, I guess you got to have like a stripper license or some shit. You got to be registered to strip. I didn't know that. With, with like some type of card or yeah, but yeah, he was like yeah, no more dance. Because I guess some strip clubs might hire a dancer for like a night. Registered strippers, some something like that. But yeah, he said something like that. Like mm. he had people dancing that wasn't. I'm like yo, bro, like. All right, so who, who who's checking on these people there? Like, Maybe he was saying he had like illegal aliens and like like you know what I'm saying like they weren't registered <laughs> Americans like maybe like yeah there wasn't was allowed to work <laughs> yeah like he just had like some contractors hey, bro was paying them under the table yeah it's like uh yeah now you think about it because we think about he scooped them up at Seven <laughs> Eleven there you go. The guys that sit out in front of Seven Eleven, you have yeah. to imagine like there are women doing workers too, but you never think about what the women workers are doing. Right, they're not out there doing the fucking construction, but I think that there are a lot of them that are doing the like cleaning. Yeah, I about to say like the cleaning uh, part, probably babysitting, mm-hmm. and probably fucking dancing. <laughs> yeah, shit, boy. <laughs> uh, I'm saying there was male strip clubs around this motherfucker, and I can dance. Shit, I go out there. And you dance. think you would have done it? Yeah, if, if I if I like knew that I was a dancing ass nigga, and I can, I don't know if you ever seen like, that big swole ass nigga that be dancing in um in restaurants and shit. <laughs> no, he, he be moving around, but he mad annoying. But how that nigga be dancing in public is kind of like he be stripping and shit. If I was doing some shit like that, nigga, I would definitely go out here, you know, and impress some little some you know some fifty year old woman. You know, have her throw a couple couple of bills at me. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work with a guy that I forgot where, what country he came from. He was a Hispanic guy. And he he looked like a gigolo. Like, he looked like he was super cut up. Like, he was mm-hmm. a part of swimsuit editions of fucking whatever. Uh, he looked like he was... Doing physique training like Julian right. used to do. Right, 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 right. Like super cut up, hair always gelled to the side, like perfectly strong cologne, like just good looking chiseled dude. Right. And he said that wherever he came from, there was this street where him and all of his boys used to be on. And instead of selling drugs, I mean, there was probably some drugs there too. It was a bunch of good-looking, young, <laughs> fucking, like, Hispanic dudes, and they would just they would just be out there selling ass, selling dick. And, like, women, super wealthy women would be leaving their husbands or had just have some time because their husbands were on fucking wherever, you know, trips, business trips, and they would drive down the street and pick up these super Boy, I understand stallions. That. Be on that motherfucking corner ass naked. You know what I'm saying? So like, I see a Bentley come around this corner. I'm selling my stuff. That shit's 
pretty crazy. That's wild. I've never heard anything like that. Yeah, it's a wild world. So, you so, know. So is it, is, it, is it like a woman that's pimping them? No, no. But see, that's the difference. Okay. It's like women feel like they have to have pimps because they need protection. protection to be out there. Yeah. But like dudes, big, strong dudes, like who are you protect? Like what's, what's up? We just going to be out here fighting if like. How does the protection become like you control in my life? Like nigga, I just need to make sure I get home at night. Like, now you drop me off over here and telling me I got to be with this person. I think <laughs> pimps do that because one, pimps are very charismatic guys. I feel like we haven't been around pimps, yeah. but if you were around them, you'd get how they how they manipulate women. Oh, because it could it be sweet talking the shit out the motherfucker? There is sweet talk. It's like a a very. It's probably a very very interesting balance between sweet talking mm -hmm. and like protecting them giving them something that they feel like because okay like, let's let's in, keep honey. them on first of all most of these these whores running the street i don't know what you want to call them. street <laughs> street, walkers. <laughs> street, wa street walkers <laughs> these harlots will run in the streets i they probably don't have great relationships with their dads yeah so we can start there. Right. And so this guy probably comes in and swoops in and is like giving him some sort of love and security. So it's like, okay, I feel like I can trust him. But then also comes around and like slaps him every now and again. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you got to give me. T what do you think is like a, a real percentage that a pimp is taking? Like, t t nigga, he's probably taking majority. That's. It's probably like a 60 40 split his way, if anything. <sighs> Because, look, he going to say some shit like, look here, bitch, I need gas for my car. Iceberg Slim is from Detroit, and I think he's the biggest pimp of them all. I think he's, like, in history. Right. I think Iceberg Slim is, like, one of the biggest pimps to ever do it. He had, ten, like, I want to say, like, 16,000 or something women work for him throughout his entire reign of pimping. Like, it was just, it was, it was crazy. It was like, he got started when he was young. Like in his teens or something like that, like like really really young, and he he was pimping for like fourteen, fifteen years. That's a lot of women coming in and out of your life, and you yeah. just like pimping people for like twenty. He years. also got the coolest name. Yeah, I would I wish I wish I'd have came with Iceberg Slim. Yeah, then I think he went to prison for a little while, and then he came out and wrote a book about <laughs> and it. Still pimping. This nigga got Will Chamberlain numbers. Yeah, but I think you just you, you do yeah you just kind of treat him like shit, you know. But, yeah, for a woman, that's a that's a rough position to be a part of. Because right. you're gonna have a bunch of weird ass fucking dudes that are definitely gonna try some shit, and so yeah, nigga, it's I, nice to have somebody by close by with a gun <laughs> that you know. Like, yeah, nigga, I watched Hustle and Flow. Right, I, I, I see what she was going through. Yeah, that was a deep ass movie, Hustle and Flow. Yeah. <laughs> Terrence Howard brought that to life. Oh, nah, for sure, for sure. Because he had the whole accent. Yeah, I really felt like he did a and really- I ain't putting no shit on top of no shit, man. Yeah, and then and then fucking Three Six Mafia won like two Grammys or for, something. For writing like all them songs. Yeah. That was really great. That's why that's bro, that's that why movie... they're better than you, G Wale. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> hey, bro. Well, hey, I don't know what Wale's algorithms are, but he might have just been checking into like the local market. So you might pop up on his shit. And he mm -hmm. might see you over here mentioning him, and he might pull up on you. I would love to do a podcast with Wale. <laughs> I, well, even though that's not why he'd be pulling up on me. <laughs> but it'd be great to just do a podcast with him. I want to know what it's like to be so good at something, but still feel like you're... Like like nobody respects like you. Like nobody respects nobody you. Nobody likes it. Like That fucking sucks, man.
Like, which is crazy because, you know, a lot of people, when they talk about lyricists, Wally's in the conversation. But for him, he goes through a lot with his his mental health when it comes to his, his music. And he's very passionate about his music. And he he doesn't hide it. So, you know, like the um, the complex thing when he called in there. Like, what do you say about this? You think Juicy J album better than mine? That's what you're telling me? Because what came out, like, top 50 or top... Some, one of those top lists of, like, top, albums. Top albums and Juicy okay. J's had beat his, the one that had Bands or Make Her Dance yeah. on it. I don't even think Wally's album was on that list. That's crazy. So I think that's what he was upset about because it wasn't even on there, but Juicy J was, like, ranked very high. So, you know, he got very offended about it. But, I mean, I think... See, when I think about music, the, especially now because I listen to more things, I think about how cool it would be to be just one of these classical artists. Mm -hmm. that, they just sit in a room with their friends and play. Like, you play the piano, you right. play the bass, I'm going to be over here playing this. It play the fucking trumpet or some shit like that, and they just play that. And then they go on about their life. I was about to say they, they could probably just dip and not have nothing to deal with they just, nobody. They just make music with their friends. Right. No one knows who the fuck they are unless you're in the classic music world. Right. And then in that case, I'm certain that they don't have a bunch of blogs and, and hit pieces. I'll say, but then again, I feel like whatever instrument you play, certain instruments ain't getting highlighted the same way as the nigga that's on. That's what I'm saying. You know, so the nigga on the trumpet, just because, you know, that nigga can blow. <laughs> like he, he might get respected again because he got them pipes. Right. But... But I still feel like it's so much better. The person on the xylophones, on man. That, on that side, the person on the xylophones. <laughs> and over there. Ding, 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 ding. But all of those guys, though, I feel like I would much rather, the point I'm getting at is I would much rather take that life, I think. Oh, I would than like Than a rapper life. Oh, 100%. I'd much rather just make really cool music with my friends in some small studio mm -hmm. somewhere and then just be, and then just go on about my life. I've always said, um, even if I was a rapper or a big artist, I would like to take the gorilla's way to doing that. Oh, the gorilla's way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've always said that. Um, that way, like if I was talented enough as a rapper, it might just be me rapping, but I might have four different rappers what, within that. What would your... You and I may have talked about this before. Like your artistic outlet be... Because right now you mostly, I mean, you do sports. Right. So most of it is physical, like your expression. Right. I guess. Yeah, I would say. Right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what would you do artistically if you could just like hop into something and just start doing it? Would it be like rapping? Would you want to do? Um, or if you could have a vocal coach just come in, like what would you want to do? It will, it, will, it will. So honestly, if, if it would probably be rapping just because I like music. But- I would want to be able to make a certain style of rap. I don't mm. want to rap my life. Oh. I want. I would want to be a street rapper without those problems that come with that. So only because that's, that's what's entertaining to me. But I would want to be able. That's why I said I would take the gorillas method uh, way for the fact that I can make these characters and oh. not a real person. So, so it's would, more of a show, like, you know, an animated series kind of thing. So when you talk about way. the type of music, you're talking about kind of like drill music. Too. Yeah, I would probably make drill music. Yeah. Um, street shit or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be, because that's what I find entertaining. Like, 
the reason why I like mm. no no savage is because he has raw music and but you can but he's very lyrical on top of that. But instead of talking about killing specific people, yes, I'm not you're just gonna make it more of a general it, it can just like these people in this animation, some people can be purple. They can all look like Doug Funny. Right, right. And the people in his world. Yeah. Well, I care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, but it would just be that style, just because that's what I find and you, entertaining. You would just create worlds, or you yeah. Just you just every song would probably be a different world, like rap. Cartoons. But it'd be based off the same characters. You know, you could have four different characters rotating, or you know, you can make it a group, or it can just be a group of all individual artists. And then sometimes you can, you know, make the song with all four or how many artists that are in it. Right. Some something of that. But that's probably what I would do. Just because that's what I find entertaining. Yeah. But it also, you know, if I could did have a vocal coach and I could sing, definitely it would be R and B, but I would make like that old school R and B. I I ain't I ain't making this new shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't I'm, wanna you don't wanna rap a little bit and nah, nah, I'm getting on there and I'm gonna cry about how much I miss my girl. Right. right and I'm right. and, and I'm uh I'm gonna have a nigga in the background like Casey and JoJo when they was talking about Jojo help me. Help me. And that nigga just got on it. Bro, they was just like they were just singing and making noises. You're like, ah, ah. That has been an interesting move in R&B is like, and I wonder if it's because I'm not just people be... really felt that way yeah. or is because that's what was, that's what was going to be played. Like you couldn't have played The Weeknd or anyone talking about like, are you going to suck my dick or not? Nah? Right. Like, like you couldn't have had that play. Right. So, but I wonder if those older guys would have done that if they could have. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like with Marvin Gaye and hey, don't get it twisted now, because uh, <laughs> Barry White got practice if you preach. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are those lyrics? Practice you, if you preach. You keep telling me this and telling me that you say it's when mm, I never go back. But he's um, you said there's a lot that you're gonna teach, but here I am, baby. Practice what you uh, preach, something like that. See, that's the thing. They but, were but better it, about it. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. No, because they've we've been singing about fucking forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's but just, just the they were, way they were just more artistic. Like now, what they do now, you just being straight up. Like there's no art. There's no art around the way that they're. Well, that's to me, why I brought opinion. up the weekend on like or nah with Wiz Khalifa yeah. and Ty Dolla Sign. Like, are you gonna? Right. You know, like, what, what the fuck were they saying? Um, can you flip that? Can you flip that dick when you, or can you flip that tongue when you suck that dick or nah? Oh, <laughs> it was yeah. A lot of shit, right? yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. Ty Dolla Sign said something like, are you going to. Are you gonna yeah, fix like them, nah. like them grits? Yeah, them grits or not? Like it's just it's it, you know it's oh, just nah. very direct, right? Like, are you going to do this thing or and it's called or not? So it's kind of mm -hmm. like, well, this is supposed to be direct. Like, are you doing this thing or not? Like when you think of like the Isley Brothers between the sheets. But I wonder what changed. But what changed that though? Like, why did we stop wanting to do innuendos and? Probably because rap and hip hop culture just got so 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 big, and like, fuck it, like, and that's what kind of like with the R and B guys like they just felt that they had to be able to keep up. Definitely when you got rappers stepping in your lane, yeah. Like when you got Future putting out R and B albums, and but he's keeping his uh, rap culture and his rap content, but he's singing this content, and people are going to go fuck with this because it's a different sound. 
as as an R and B guy, you kind of gotta, you know, if you can't dance like Chris Brown, then what, what you got? So we're pretty much saying that Drake ruined everything. Oh uh, yeah, well I wouldn't necessarily just put it on Drake because I don't think Drake. What he was, his R and B, his R and B was more traditional R and B. I know it's just the fact that he's the one that came and started rapping and singing, and then I think people kind of wanted to do more of that. Him and Kid Cudi, mm-hmm. I think people wanted to do more of that. Like, oh shit, like you can sing and rap on track. Right. So okay, well, let's do more of that then. Hey, but look, I, you might not know this, but I love Max B, so I ain't gonna let y'all do that to him. Mm-hmm. But he originator of the sound. Mm-hmm. People, people know who Max B is. Well, maybe not the masses, but Definitely like. Not. RJ would tell you from back in the day, I would make mix CDs and I would always put Max B on them joints. So, and Wiz Khalifa was an artist that would rap and sing, right. you know, harmonize or whatever. And he would give Max B a lot of the credit for that style. Obviously, Max B was, wasn't to the level of these guys, mm. but, you know, I believe that, you know, he's the originator of that stuff because he was very huge in New York. That's so funny that you want to make drill music. They're like, you. <laughs> <laughs> They're like that's what you would want to do, yeah. It's like, it, but just because it's, it's of something, the energy, it's the energy, and it's something I know I would never do. Right, right. So you get to live in a fantasy world. Yes, like it's like me playing video games. Right, that's right. all it is. Like now, if I have to live this world as me, mm. I am taking the currency route. I'm going to tell y'all niggas about my life and what I'm doing and talk about these cars and weed or whatever. Yeah. But I'm going to be mad chill about it. I'm never coming off aggressive. I'm going to be mad cool. Yeah. Like, I don't, I want to make it a good enough money, but I still don't want to be like too recognized when I go certain places. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Currency still lives in New Orleans and he lives a normal, somewhat normal life. Like, he drives around in his cars and shit. And it doesn't seem like people bother him as if he was fucking Jay-Z or some shit where he'll, he'll never live a normal life again. Yeah. It's also nice he's able to live where he... I mean, again, I don't know exactly where he lives, but it's, yeah, 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 it's yeah. nice to like not feel threatened. Right, right. Staying right. Yes. roughly in because the same area. a lot of these other rappers on the other end that raps about the style we were just talking about, if they stay in their their neighborhoods or, their, or where they're from or close to it, a good percentage... A good like amount of rappers that have passed or gotten killed, gotten killed in their neighborhoods or yeah. in their cities, somewhere yeah. you know, some proximity of where they're from. I think we talked about this in the chat the other day, or you brought it up that uh, when rappers were coming around in town for a concert or something, oh. like that, you would hear rumblings of like, oh, someone's yeah. plotting to steal their chain or yeah. beat them up. This or particular moment was Youngberg. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Yeah, because he was running around with the big Transformers chain. Yeah, right? at that time. Yeah. And, and which is funny now, though, a lot of people don't know this about Youngberg. He doesn't go by Youngberg anymore. He goes by Hitmaker. And he's one of the top producers in the game. <laughs> look at you, look. <laughs> You've heard beats that he's made. <laughs> people don't know that about Youngberg. That's the that's the most of that is it's it's like one of the greatest things in like music. It's a complete three six like you thought he had a few hits and he was just a few hit wonder. Cool. I rebranded. That's and he got funny. <laughs> yeah. I Hitmaker. Yeah. yeah. You you've heard that tag was on wow. the song before. What a way. What a way to rebrand. To like kinda, yeah, to kind of get out. Yeah, rebrands are crazy. Wait, look. 
my, my, my rap career didn't work out the way, you know, I came in hot, faded off real quick. How can I get back? Yeah. N- nigga was just, I guess, he was just producing and kept producing, producing, and just got better at it. And it's crazy because he's one of the top producers yeah, in the game right now. Again, t- today's day and age with like TikTok and whatever the fuck that you can get, that you can gain followers sitting around dancing on or talking on or whatever. People just get in the game. It's just a foot in the door. It's just yeah. how can I get some money, get some capital, and like get some resources and make some connections. And then after that, right. you figure you kind of try to figure out the rest. Like I'll make some money doing whatever X, right. Y, and Z afterwards. So that's awesome for him to be able to do that and then just sidestep. And like no one knows who he is and he's just sitting over here making all this music and making all mm-hmm. this money. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because I know Jay Kwan wish he can do the same. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. I'm surprised a lot of those people haven't tried to start up a podcast. Because that's what all celebrities, just like, people already like me because I make movies or I make whatever it is I make. They probably want to see me talk. Right. So, like, I'm going to just set up some microphones and then we're going to start talking and maybe we got whatever, whatever, whatever. Who's like a... Like a random celebrity, you think you would enjoy like having a podcast? Uh, we can even do dead or alive, because because what came to my mind, the person I would want to see is dead, unfortunately. But oh yeah, yeah, old dirty bastard. Oh, you want to see him have a podcast? I, I think, the, and you want to? I think he would just be mad entertaining in today's world. Mm, oh, he, okay. he would have been mad entertaining all the way up. Yeah, mm. just because you know, as the shit he was doing in the nineties. Right. Like. That's interesting. Does anyone from Wu-Tang Clan have a a podcast? I don't, I don't think, think so. Method I don't Man, Red Man. I'm surprised Method. I, I would think Method Man or even. Well, wait a minute. Was Red Man a part of. Nah. I, okay. Well, yeah, Red, yeah. Red Man, Method Man was just his own thing. Right, right, right. Um, RZA doesn't. Nah. I don't think Ghostface, have one. And you would assume Ricky. for RZA to have one. I've seen yeah. I've seen Ghostface out there though. I think he's been on the Joe Budden podcast. Yeah, he might have. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. I, I don't think they have their. But they they have the uh, the Wu Tang show on Hulu. They just had the third season just came out, so I just started watching that. Mm. And um, so that's why, like, so now this is more centered around ODB, around like the, some of the shit he was going through and. Know, running the streets and things like that. So, I've always thought he was a mad, entertaining person. Yeah. And now I'm watching the show, so it's just like, yo, old dirty was like, because it seems like a lot of the shit that he did was just on the fly. Like a lot of the raps that he put out. Right. Like he would just show up and just put on a show. Like you know how they had that one video, Bobby Schmurda was on the table dancing in front of all the white people. Like, <laughs> yeah. So in the show. Dirty showed up to a meeting and just hopped up on the table and put on the show and just did all his little screaming and a oh. little bit of raps and shit. And they were just fucking with it. And, and that's how he, like, he was able to like to secure his solo deal and shit like that. See, he seemed like he kind of took control. Like he yeah. jumped up there. And was no, like, no. This nigga was missing for like a week. <laughs> he was on like a crack bench. Oh, but when he and got they, to that meeting, though, yeah, they couldn't get that nigga there. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like he took control. Like once he got up, oh, there, once he got there, he yeah. was like, "I'm doing this." Nobody my told way. him to get up there. Right, he just walked right. in there and hopped up on the table and started rapping. See, the thing that's cringe about the Bobby Schmurda video <laughs> is not that you see anyone tell him to get up there and dance, right? But just that you know, and it, it was the Atlanta did a great 
you know, like <laughs> oh, yeah, rendition yeah. of this. But just seeing him up there and seeing all these people just surrounding him, looking at him, it's kind of like looking at a monkey at a zoo. <laughs> like, because nah, just... they didn't seem interested in like, you know, when you when you, when people are performing, you expect the crowd to have like uh, some some nods, whatever. Like I've gone to concerts and there's artists up there that I've never heard before, but I'll still vibe with the music. Yeah, nobody. Was in there vibing with his name. Well, you know what the real issue is, is that you can't, for whatever it takes for like a corporation to survive, like the amount of people that you, you usually have to house, like a large corporation. Yeah. All those people cannot be lovers of what that corporation is supposed to stand for. Right. Right. Like you, so you're not just going to have nothing but music lovers in there working. You're going to have people that are like, Listen, we got to make a nigga hot in the next six months. All right, cool. Let's see if he has the things that we're looking right. for. Not like they're not looking for what the sound they're looking no. for. Kind of like a, a battle rapper when they perform. Yes, like, yes. So you, it's not doesn't necessarily have to be your content or your lyrics. It's about the whole right showmanship. It, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like if you can go up here and put on a show mm-hmm. with your stage presence. And your antics, the music ain't got to be all the way there. Yeah. Like, the music just got to hit enough. <laughs> <laughs> the music just got to hit enough. Yeah. So the antics can really, you know, take us to that next level. <laughs> you know? You sound like one of the execs. <laughs> this is what the exact con- you know what artist conversation yeah, sounds you know. like. Hey look, hey, look, buddy. The last song. <laughs> didn't quite you know it was, there, it was there but we didn't quite get to that level you know we were here right we just wanted to get here just here all right maybe next time if you just jump up and down like four or five times right, right. you know throw your hands maybe say a few cuss words right. you know call somebody a bitch right you know say fuck the police maybe you kill, let's say you kill three people in this <laughs> yeah two two is not cutting it buddy they don't believe it oh but if you got four man but yeah like so, yeah, that's what was weird about because that. Because that's what happens in like the battle rap world. Um, I've watched several battle raps where I'm like, damn, this nigga killed this nigga, like lyrically. Right. But the other person didn't have the energy. He didn't get the woes. He didn't mm-hmm. have the stage presence. Yeah. And that's that shit sells. So like, and that can happen. It happens a lot in battle rap, you know, because it's all about like matchups. Yeah. So when Joe Budden was on there, he's not a nigga that's going to, get up there and get the crowd hype. He's not going to have no, the heavy punches. No. He's not going to know when to pause in his raps because he know the crowds are going to react yeah. in a certain way. That nigga got up there with his rapidy rapidy ass and wanted to rap a verse like he wrote a song. That don't work in battle rap. You got to have a stage presence. Yeah. So like... It, you got to get the people involved. Yeah. You have to bring them along with the story that you're trying to tell like as you're writing. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, like we, we watched fucking like New Jersey twerk jump over a nigga and just dunk on somebody. Right. But everybody goes crazy. Yeah. Just because it's a stage presence. It's so crazy how battle rap has like the evolution. Yeah. I know. I know. Right. Because at one point it was bar for bar. Like we right. we're going to be here in this, this room there's no big crowd. There's no mic. If you cannot hear us, like when Reed Dollars was like popping, um, it's bar for bar or, you know, round for round. And then at the end, we'll, you know, we'll see who won or whatever. Yeah. But now it's like, nah, nigga, if you come up on this stage, 
you better have some stage presence. Mm. You better be able to put on a show. Don't come up here and just try to rap, you know, give us a bunch of bars. But there's niggas that can do that, but they're very, very good. It, and they're far few and in between of those, too. It's more showmanship. Yeah, man. You ain't got it. It's in everything where, you, where yeah. you're going to be in front of someone. It just matters. Like when people are looking at you or they're listening to you, the way that you sound, it's... And there's so many people that have this it factor, like the, they know how to focus and to deliver something. And they're all different. Like Dave Chappelle is very different than Chris Rock. And yeah. Chris Rock is very different than like the next person. They're right. all very different. But that shit matters. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. playing instruments. Like You have people that go to college and play instruments for like eight years. They know every scale. They know music theory in and out. And they can play a piano or play a guitar or play various instruments very well, technically speaking. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to hear no fucking album from them. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't yeah. want... Because there's this thing that... Like, they can play the notes perfectly, but there's no feeling. Like, right. there's no soul. Right. It, it, there's this X factor that you're looking for. And it's the same thing in performance. Yeah. Like, if you if it's not there, it's just fucking not there. Like, I can't sense it. It's just like I, I can kind of tell that you're doing this thing better than I can. Right. But like you don't make me feel it, though. Yeah. And so if you don't, you don't have connect. that. Yeah, you just don't connect. And so I just, yeah, that's and rough. It's, and that's rough. Based off of that, and that's how it works for an artist like Currency, you know, he connects yeah. with his fan base. So he doesn't have to go and do antics and jump around the stage. Fuck that. He can have the most chill concerts. And he'll stick out there. He gets done rapping. He'll sign autographs and shit. You can, you know, try to get your shit handed up there to the stage or whatever. So he'll do shit like that. And that's why he has his hardcore fan base. Yeah. He can connect with his fans on another level. Yeah. Then I guess if you're at a certain level, how can you? Because, like, you know, you have so many fans and everything where you perform, they're always massive-ass arenas. I wonder what the golden number is what is if you are an artist of any sort Mm -hmm. i wonder what just the golden number of people supporting you is there's probably because there's like a golden number for the amount of money one can make here in america i know there's inflation and a bunch of other shit going on that i don't understand right now right but seventy thousand dollars seems to be like this number i've heard people talk about where once you make that money you should definitely be able to have bill collectors at bay. Like mm. you, you should it, like with if we had fucking economics classes and you took some money management back in high school, maybe right. like you would know how to spend your money efficiently, effectively. Maybe start making some money work for you or whatever. Right. But you would you would be fine. Like you would be good. I wonder if there's a golden number for the amount of support you could have where you haven't blown up in a fucking superstardom and have to deal with any of that bullshit, mm. but. And you can also, you're not starving. Right. Like you can make money. You can go out places, be fine. Like, I wonder, like, right, if you like, were a music artist, like, how many fans would you uh, want right. specifically? Like, there's probably a certain number where it's perfect. Like, like if somebody told you that you'll have 30,000 hardcore fans, which will make $100,000 a year. That right there sounds like, like if that was the number, like yeah. if, if if that was a contract. Like you got 30,000 hardcore fans, which meaning that they're buying enough of your stuff. Right, right, right. That is generating $100,000 for you per, at, year. per year. 
that gives you a lot of money mm. and not a lot of recognition. Yeah. So I can go and, out and here. And then the bigger question for artists is you can have that, but that type of uh, garnering, uh-huh. right? That type of follow followership is going to take you 10 years. Right. Or we can get you popping in the next six months and you can make 500,000 followers and make a million dollars per year. Yeah, but then... That's the question to ask because yeah, you, like, you're like, well, what is it? Okay, I get it in the next six months, but like, what it, at what cost? Right. Like, like, how am I getting it in the next six months? Right. Well, like, what exactly does that mean? And are those followers really follow? Like, how long do they follow me for? Yeah, like, like, I was about to say, like, why are they following me so fast? My my thing is, when it comes to like, if I would ever be famous, I would like, or if I was like a rapper, an artist, whatever, I would like it to build up over time. It, it, so, how much time do you feel like? Well, I mean, I guess this is a really arbitrary question because it's like, when do you get to that point? Oh, but yeah. It's like, how long do you feel like you would want? increments until it stops till you're just like okay this is where i'm at i don't want to get any bigger you know what I mean? so like let's take you right now and let's say tonight we make the decision you're going to become a drill rapper right and all of your music videos are going to be animated series of like all these different worlds and you we're going to start making raps tomorrow with these very microphones yeah right how long do you want to take from that moment to where you are recognizable enough well, I guess not recognizable because right. you're behind an animated series, but you're at least well off enough where you're just like, all right, I'm done. Like, I'm good here. Like, I don't need to do anything larger than this. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. If I can do that in like two or three years. Do that. And so like two or three years is a good amount of time for you to have like a slow drip. Yeah. To, like to build it up. Yeah. And because like, I'm still going to take my ass to work every day. Mm-hmm. Like, and then that's just extra money coming in. But over that time, there's going to be a time where you're making good money. Yeah, it may not be a hundred thousand, but it could be sixty. Yeah, and right. if I'm still going to work every day, I'm good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and even then, making that sixty, I could quit my fucking job. There was because there's still more money coming in that was rolling around my job as a guest, mm. and uh, he—I mean, he's a political guy, and he was throwing around money. Like just, you, just his conversations were very, very interesting. But he was, he let various people know that he was friends with Pharrell Williams and Pusha T, mm-hmm. and and why he was because he's worked on various huge civil suits. I think most civil suits, if not enough, uh, enough individual lawsuits against the police officers for like shooting young black kids in the street, and he has been. Like I guessed, the way he puts it, you let him tell the story. Like one of the front runners, you know, on this field, on this battlefield, of like making sure that these people are getting, like their families are getting settlements okay. and stuff like that. And one of those people that died was Pharrell Williams's cousin, mm. and so he ended up working for that family and, and getting a settlement and all this sort of stuff and bringing justice. But he was just walking around, I mean, with a wild. 
charisma and energy and was just like telling people like, you know what? You guys have been so nice to all of us. You guys have been so accommodating here. I'm going to give you a thousand dollars. You want a thousand? I'm going to give you a thousand today. I'm going to give you a thousand today too. Like he was just talking and he was walking around and actually doing it too. Like he started giving people like $2,000, $1,000, just started walking around and just started giving people money. Well, I came from my section. I'm like, Hey, you got some more than thousand dollars. He was he changed some people. Like there was a there was a uh, a lady in there that was working, and she got a big bulk of the money. And she just started she just started crying, just, like thinking about the things she was going to be able to do with the two thousand dollars in like the next couple of months. Just like oh fuck, like this right. gives me so much more leeway. Like I needed a fucking break. This finally gave me a break. So it was weird because it was a weird thing where people were kind of like, man, this guy's kind of like moving around like kind of like an asshole. Like the way he's kind of <laughs> you what, you're kind of asshole. Hey, buddy, come on over but here. Then, but, but, but then there's this whole other side. I was like, there's there's something to his swagger that seemed like a little over the top. Hey, bro, I don't give a fuck about this nigga swag, bro. Where the money at? <laughs> Nigga, but that's that. the thing. Then it's like, but then he run it. But then he's also super generous, giving away yeah. tons of fucking money. Bro, was, do what the fuck you want, bro. You're going to be gone at the end of the evening anyways, bro. Yeah, like, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, I had no like crackheads or nothing up in there, right? Ah, nah. Well, I was going to say never, but you never know. I was to say somebody that took that drink, went on a little, quick little bins, called out for the next few days. Yeah, I mean, you never know who's doing crack. That's <laughs> true. You, bro... <laughs> You, I mean, <laughs> well, why are people doing crap? I'm just saying, he I feel like cocaine is an option, you know. Huge politician, so his name is Justin Fairfax. Right. <laughs> oh, you know, I've heard this name before. They could probably definitely doing some coke. Yeah, it's, it's just interesting, uh, because again, he's very, very charismatic, dude. He's like, I was looking and speaking to a politician that can just, just off the cuff, just talking to you and selling you dreams and stuff. He told me he was going to change my life. Like he said a lot of different things to a lot of people. I okay, saw him look. walking around holding babies. So where this nigga at, bro? We need some. He's life just change. around. I don't know, nigga. Now he made a promise to you, so he better come live. He up to did. I promise. mean, he put me in a group chat with him and some other dude. Uh, they're talking about going and eating at this restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> hey, man. I know you. I don't know, but then I it was also been told you give off a certain vibe. <laughs> that was a long time ago when I wore all my earrings. But no, there was, but there, there's like something weird and sort oh, so of. You got this nigga number? You, you trying, I trying, do have his number. Trying to hit this nigga up. I'm, I'm I don't want to. I, there's Not some, for you, nigga. For me. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's something about ambition that I don't have. Right. Something large about it. There's so many people, RJ and I have talked about this, that are going to succeed in life in a lot of different ways that I'm not going to succeed. And I know that. Right. And it's because I don't have the want. Like I there's like this drive in people where they wanna they wanna show other people they can do stuff, or they, there's like something in them where it pushes them to be better. Right. A lot of the times it seems like it's a bunch of like sad shit, like right. Like they didn't grow up with someone that was telling them that they were good enough or they didn't have enough hugs or whatever. But there's something in them that's driving them like, I need this thing. I need this thing. I don't have that. So when it comes to opportunities like a fucking political activist of some sort giving you his number and being like, yeah, hit me and this guy up like we can get dinner. And like I let it be known like, hey, I'm me. Thank you. I'm, I'm thankful that you guys, you know, put me in this channel and all sort of stuff. But as far as like. Everyone tells you in business to follow up. Right. Oh, I don't want to. Right. <laughs> like, like I don't care 
enough about it, especially when it feels like there's a lot of adulation, like a lot of look at me. Like, for for instance, one of the following days, I got a text message from the guy and it was a it was a Twitter link and it was him like tweeting something and then Pusha T retweeting it. And forget about the, it was some it was some social activist thing that he was a part of. Right. So that I guess that's why Pusha T did that. Um, and like, that's all that's all it was. It was just like him saying a few like real powerful words about this, this is what we're like. Oh, we're getting. Brothers. Yeah. Right. Like, this is what I'm we're doing. Sure. Like, we're out here. We're working hard and we're getting it done. The name Justin Fairfax didn't do it. For nah, you. You're just like, hold on. I was about to be like, hold up, bro. Yeah, y'all, y'all riding too hard. Yeah. So he was so he was being real strong, you know, in his in his tweet. And then Pusha T retweeted it. And he just sent that to us. And I didn't really know what to do with that information. So I didn't say anything. And then the other guy in the chat, like, hearted it and was like, oh, man, that's a big retweet. And then the main guy just sent a text with the fucking emoji with the glasses on, like the cool, like the cool guy yeah, emoji. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck was this exchange? So, so like you sent this to us so we could tell you how cool you were or like how, right. how like give you some claps on you getting a retweet by I thought the- I knew this nigga. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. So I was like, uh, I don't want to really be a part. Like, this seems weird now. Like, I don't. Like if that's what following up looks like, right? I don't want to just sit around and just tell you how cool you are and how great. Like I don't want to do that, so I can get in. Like I'm about to have you on the face of the black uh, Black Lives Matter movement. (laughs) (laughs) They're looking for a new face. You was on your way. That isn't attached to anything. Like no political parties. New new free spirited. No, no, they don't need me. Hey y'all, look at this brother. They don't want me. Hey, you know what's funny about that? So, some nigga, it's actually in the seven five seven. He see Charleston White at like a restaurant or whatever. Wait, who's Charleston White? Charleston White is the black dude that be sounding real fucking racist with his eyes all messed up. He real funny. <laughs> he really a hey, funny as shit. He was like a trumper, but he like takes a lot of pride in snitching. Oh, okay. And he be saying shit like, if y'all come, like y'all come fuck with me, y'all come do something to me, y'all know my boys are the cops. He's like, I will call the cops on you. I will do this and do that. I got mm. guns. But anyways. He's against Black Lives Matter, but, you know, not, I guess, not the message, but more so of the actual movement because, you know, the allegations of them stealing and all this other shit came out, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Oh, right, like the organization? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, anyways, I guess Charleston White had an interview when he said, fuck Black Lives Matter. But anyways, some dude in Virginia Beach area seen Charleston White's on, like, a little comedy tour right now, and he had, like, a little show down there. Mm. So, the dude pulls up on Charleston White with two phones. And cameras, and he's talking, walking up on Charleston White, and he Charleston White's at a table with like twenty people. Cause this nigga's pretty popular now. Um, and the dude is making a scene, and he was like, he was, oh, so you said you said fuck Black Lives Matter, you said fuck Black Lives Matter, and Charleston White was like, yeah, yeah, I said fuck Black Black Lives Matter, and fuck you too, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then dude, dude was talking back, and Charleston White was like, oh. Uh, he said, y'all ain't nothing but a bunch of gay bitches. And then the dude was like, I ain't gay. And he kept like he started walking away. And Charleston White was like, but you look it. <laughs> and the nigga just walked off. But the whole the the funny part of it was like dude was looking for clout. Mm-hmm. 
he was looking for clout. He thought he was going to roll up on Charleston White, and Charleston White was going back down on what he said. Mm. But he did that only for Charleston White to stand on what he said and then call him gay. Mm. But uh, I'm surprised you don't know who Charleston White is. He's, 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 he's hilarious. That's the thing, man. I don't support his message, but I'll be getting mad and entertained. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you I, felt the same way about Trump. Like, oh, yeah. I don't support his message, but he's fucking hilarious. Funny like, shit. I, I never sent you that video. Uh, it was a joint where he was just like, he was talking about getting jumped. Or, you know, he, not getting jumped. He was just talking about like people pulling out cameras when fights happen. Okay. And he was talking about like, you know, he's like, pretty much he's like, if I get jumped and I wake up and I see one of y'all with the motherfucking cameras out. <laughs> I'm going to shoot the person with the phone. Because <laughs> he said, you're going to do more harm to me than the nigga that knocked me out. <laughs> he was like, you try to cause irreparable damage. <laughs> but like, when he said that, I was like, you know what? You're right. The nigga that knocked you out ain't going to be the issue. It's yeah. going to be the yeah, video. He got, yeah, he got out of there. Yeah, it's going to be the video that gets out and gets around that's going to go viral. That's going to cause more damage than the person that knocked you out. Waking up and just seeing a bunch of bright lights in your face. <laughs> yeah. Just like you think you just fucking woke up to a UFO, yeah. but it's just seven people standing around you with hey, their phones out. You wake up, all you hear is, world star. Oh, and they just point the cameras at you and shit. gosh, man. I was surprised I never sent you that video because I was weak when I first seen that shit. And that's when, that's when I started like listening to him more and shit. That's hilarious. No, I didn't know anything about him. Oh, man. I don't N- think so. Nigga, he has some of the funniest shit out there. And he got one eye. He could pop that other joint out. What do you, What happened? Was he in I war? I think he got shot or something. Oh. No, I don't think he was in war. I think he was in jail. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I guess that is a war. You can't just be running around just calling people bitches. But, like, he, he got famous doing, like, the Trump election, though. Or Trump presidency, I guess. Yeah, that was a weird, that was a weird presidency because it was... Uh, what was weird about it is that they both political parties were trying to use rappers mm-hmm. to like gain the black vote. Yeah, nigga, because if you don't vote for Joe, you ain't black. So you had fucking <laughs> two chains rapping at Joe Biden rallies, and then you had motherfucking. Well, I'm certain there were, there were plenty of rappers on both sides, but you had motherfucking low pump. <laughs> at the Trump rally. Trump doesn't know the fuck Lil Pump no. is. And Lil Pump doesn't know shit about Donald Trump. But hey. they're both up there clinging for gold. And one of them, career plummeted right after that. Oh, it was already getting bad. But for sure. Yeah, yeah. You never heard anything. You never saw Lil, him again. Lil Pump should have never did that shit. Well, because Lil <laughs> Pump isn't big enough to try to do no shit like that. Nigga, you got one song with Kanye, and your shit wasn't even like your. your and you music got wasn't and you got dissed in a royal sense by J Cole. Yeah, nineteen eighty five, I arrived. Mm-hmm. Like, it was it was it was it was a class act. And J Cole recorded a video sitting down in Lil Pump's basement and did like a whole podcast sort of episode with him where he just spoke to this young boy. Yeah, after the diss, right. Like, so I mean, push your teeth, this some niggas too. I'm too rare amongst all of these pink hair. Woo. Yeah, but having someone sit you down, <laughs> hey, little nigga, and just like having to talk with you, hey, bro, you could be alright, but uh, not only that, but what was so cool about J Cole's diss was J Cole. He didn't really get like out of pocket. He just was like spitting game to him. Yeah, like he's just like, man, I really hope I see you. I see you 
I see you made enough mm-hmm. to buy your, what do you say? Uh, oh, damn. Oh, I forgot, I forgot the words. 1995, I arrived. 33 years, and I'm grateful I survived. I wasn't supposed to get that 25. Joke's on you, motherfucker, we alive. All these niggas popping that was young. Everybody say the music that they make is dumb. I remember I was 18. Money, pussy parties, I was on the same thing. You gotta give a boy a chance to grow something. Everybody talking like they know something these days. Niggas acting woke, but they broke, mm-hmm. um. I respect them all, but they are fronting these days, man. They barely old enough to drive. To tell them what they should do, who the fuck am I? I heard one of them diss me, I'm surprised. I ain't tripping, listen good to my reply. Come in, little man, let me talk with you. Mm-hmm. See if I can paint for you the large picture. Congrats, cause you made that at your mama house. I hope you make enough to buy your mama house. I see your eyes watching. I see your watch icy and your whip foreign. But he says something about good advice, never quit touring. Right. Cause that's the way we eat here in this rap game. I'm fucking with your funky little rap name. Mm-hmm. But he would just he was just telling all these things like you should really buy a house. You should really stop buying all these cars and jewelry. You should really try to find a style that's going to be able to propel you throughout the ages. Right. And, because if not, and at the very end of the song, he says, in five years, you're going to be on Love and Hip Hop, nigga. <laughs> like, like, that's how he ended it. Like, you're like this. He's going to have a Martin Lawrence run. <laughs> Damn. He's going to be a little, you know, he's going to have a few little joints come out. A Martin Lawrence run, man. Let's just go over this real fast. Like, <laughs> right, so... So everyone understands, because I brought this up. I brought this up talking to fucking Jessica, which is stupid of me to do, because it's Jessica, and I brought up Martin Lawrence. But the, but the, but the, but that was just like a needle in a haystack. That was just like one thing amongst like the huge. It was really just like a footnote in the conversation. I wasn't really trying to talk to her about Martin Lawrence. But hey man, how you how you feel about Martin? <laughs> but all right. So the point that we're getting at was all brought to us by. The fact that Will Smith and Martin Lawrence came out with an IG post saying that the new Bad Boys was going to come out. Like, they were going to make a new Bad Boys, to which we thought was very corny because Will Smith is still Will Smith, even though he's been through all the shit he's been through. And I'm not even sure. Wife wife exposes his personal business every week. (laughs) (laughs) Every week. Right. So He's smacking Chris Rock. He's smacking Chris Rock. He's clearly got some issues. You know what I mean? I, I, I hope that he's done something, done something therapeutic to like get rid of all of that fucking right. anger inside him because he was clearly going through some shit. But then you have, but he's still like lively. Yeah. Like there's still life in Will Smith. And nigga, nigga putting out slave movies and shit, so. <sighs> right. <laughs> no, no, another slave movie. What, what is, what's going, forget about it. We'll get into slave movies another time. But then, then, but then he shows up at Martin Lawrence's house, right. and the whole thing is, oh, we're coming out with a new Bad Boys. Right. But Martin Lawrence does not look, to you and I, yeah. Martin Lawrence does not look like he wants to be in the video. He, he does not look like he wants to make another movie, especially right. not running around with fucking Will Smith trying to be funny. Right. And then RJ said, what the fuck are y'all talking about? The last movie was great. <laughs> Okay, so now we have like this division where like yeah. some people thought that the last Bad Boys was really good, some people thought that it sucked or whatever, and we were somewhere in the middle, yeah. kinda. It was all right. Yeah, I still don't think it's a great movie, but I also don't think it's a bad movie. And it's, so I, I understand its place within the, the the culture. I understand why people right 
are excited just because they enjoy the Bad Boys movies. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if fucking Dark Knight dropped another movie and it was mid, <laughs> I'd probably fuck with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, and it was the first two, like, black cops running around that right. were, like, actually cool. Right. Like, actually cool. It was... Yeah, because, like, think about how the first one... I, I think I watched it the other day, too. Uh, or you might have watched me. I might have fallen asleep for real, for real. Mm-hmm. But, like, the first joint, how it was in it. Yeah. You don't want straight white people writing for black people to speak. Right. Right? Because then it's going to come off like white people <laughs> writing for black people to speak. Right. And so, the, like, the lines are going to be off. Like, the the cadence, the... Me- right. Like, it's going to be weird. The delivery has to hit. Right. And it seemed to me from the beginning that Martin Lawrence was so hot at that time. He mm. was so, like, in his comedic genius time that it didn't matter how the fuck they wrote. Like, he, he was, was going to... Yeah. He was going to be funny. Like, his funny was going to rise to the top. Right. The difference between then and, and now, now is a huge difference where I feel like it has to be written perfectly yeah. in order for him to come across as very funny. Right. He It doesn't seem like he's going to carry the funny. I don't know if that happened around Death at the Funeral, mm-hmm. the run tell that, what movie it happened, but there was somewhere... Maybe it started happening around national security. That I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what movie we can say for sure where yeah. it really started to drop off. Maybe it was Big Mama's House too, right? Oh uh, yeah. Nah, I think if national security came out before then, it see, because see, because national security, I remember thinking like, oh shit, Martin, like and like feeling excited about it, but then kind of looking back as I got older and being like, oh wait, was that a flop? Like, was yeah. that actually not a good one, but I enjoyed it because I was a Martin fan and I was young? Right. Right? So you have to think about it like then. So I don't know exactly when the fall off happened exactly. Right. But it ha- well, actually, no, we do. It was around the run till that. Yeah. When he did that comedic thing and he talked about being on the fucking highway and he was dealing with mental health mm-hmm. issues and all yeah. that sort of shit. And they was making him seem like he was fucking crazy. crazy. Yeah. Yep. Right. And so after that, his his whole thing fell off. Right. Yeah. And so that's pretty much what we feel about Martin Lawrence. Like we feel like he was great. A, a ton of people. We we don't feel like he was a star, right? Right. Because from where we came from, I watched a ton of Def Comedy Jam tapes growing up because right. my dad had those VHSs right. in in the fucking in the library or whatever we, we had them. But a ton of people weren't watching Def Comedy Jam. Yeah. And and even though we love the Martin Show, it still wasn't like at the time because it was going head to head with the Fresh Prince. And the Fresh Prince was the bigger show. Like in our in our culture, a lot of us probably prefer Martin over the Fresh Prince, including myself. Right. But I love both shows. But if you gave me the option to watch one or the other, I think the Fresh Prince has probably got more seasons. So you'll probably have, you know, more episodes to watch if you chose that option. But if you wanted me to pick my favorite episodes out of the both shows, I'm probably their majority are probably gonna come from Martin. Yeah, see, mine are gonna come from First Prince, and it's it's funny because, and this is the whole thing is Martin is a star to us. Yeah, but people just start saying star like if you start asking other people, right. Kevin Hart's a star, right? Right, Kevin Hart's a star. Dave Chappelle's a star, right? Like there there are other stars, but you, I don't. You know, Chris Rock is a star. Right. I mean, that nigga, you see what he's, I mean, Chris Rock what is he's a star. hosted. I mean. Yeah. He, he, when you're on the Grammys, you're yeah. on or the Oscars, Oscars, 
and you were fucking just like Eddie Murphy was a donkey. He was the fucking zebra from Madagascar, oh, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So he oh, got Chris Rock got like several like. Once you get into an animated series, yeah, you kind of solidify. Oh yeah, you so. certify, right? So he did that, and then he just kept coming out with with our people know Chris Rock throughout. Hey, not to mention throughout demographics, he's transcendent. Everybody hates Chris. It's a hit. Oh, right. Everybody hates Chris. You can't forget about that. That joint is a hit. That's <laughs> the thing. is just Martin didn't really spill out that way. Yeah, because at least with like the other people that you mentioned, um, even like Jamie Foxx, they've had, like Jamie Foxx had his own show as well, and it wasn't nearly as big as either one of Jamie the Fox shows. Fucking amazing. Um, but he was able to show versatility and do other things and I'm keeping for Jamie Foxx I'm keeping it straight to acting we're not even going to cross over to music oh yeah you don't even want to get in, fair. Yeah, get into everything yeah 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 Ron Marie was telling me she also believes him to be wildly entertaining and, and talented as everyone should but she said that and then later on in the conversation I found out she didn't even see the movie Ray yet oh shit I was like oh you think he's talented and you haven't and and listen, when I he's been amazing door, in everything he's done. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. I was like, but you haven't seen Ray. When I walk out this door, I walk out alone in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he killed that Jay. It's like, if you haven't seen him in Ray. Yeah, bro. Like, honestly, like Ray... And honestly, Django is like yeah, one Django. of my favorite movies. Yeah, Django's... Like, and Django's not even just one of my favorite movies. Jamie, one of my favorite Jamie Foxx movies. It's like just one of my favorite movies, and like in general, I like, I like Django. It's, it's a real good movie. It's crazy that he can be so many people because he's going to be Mike Tyson, right? Yes. He, yeah. Well, because he he's he's like a master at like doing voiceovers. Oh yeah, I know. Crazy. I've seen him do the Trump oh, one. Trump is really yeah. funny. All of them are funny. It's crazy because you're just like, yo, how would you have known that this nigga Jamie Foxx can do all this and sing? On top of that, delivery man, it's and delivery. play and play the piano, and like so, and do stand up comedy. I do stand up comedy. So it was just like yo, when when I first um when you would watch the Jamie Foxx show, you wouldn't think he was going to put out music later. Like all right, cool, yeah, right. He could sing like you know. I guess he's singing for the character of Jamie King, right? And he'll go you know, do a little singing and do the jingles and everything. But you never really think of his actual talents. Mm-hmm. Probably probably because it's not the singing that he's doing on the show isn't being filtered and produced right, right, like right, over yeah. a track. Uh, yeah, exactly. But it sounded good then, but you just didn't think of him as going off to be a musical artist and having success. Yeah. In the music, like he had a couple songs I really like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude went in that joint with Kanye and Kanye was like and he sung his ass off, and Kanye was like, hey, 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 yeah, yeah. what you doing? Oh, yeah, so you listen, Kanye killed a little bit of the singing, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kanye did, had a, a little hand in killing some of the singing. It's like people wanted to come and sing, like, old R&B. Yeah. And do all that. And he was like, hey, hey, just relax. <laughs> just say it like this. Hey, man, like, nah, like, that's cool. But I, kinda, I just kind of wanted you to just, like, talk it. Yeah. Something like that. She said she wants some Marvin Gaye. Yeah. Some Luther Vandross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said, and then Jamie Foxx said that he was like, oh, well, this is going to be a stupid-ass song. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was like, this is ridiculous. And then he fucking left that, and then fuck, it went hit the charts. 
He was like, whoa, this Kanye kid knows a thing or two. Yeah, like, so that'd be another thing. If I could have the ability to produce a song like a Kanye West or like a mm. Babyface, um, if I was able to, like, put mm. a song together like that, but stay behind the scenes, that'd be sub dope. Like, like, for, like for example, everyone knows who Pharrell Williams is. Not everyone knows who Chad Hugo is. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Very true. They make music together. A lot of that music shit on the production side is actually Chad. Yeah. <laughs> With, you know, Pharrell's input. Right. So, like, when you got a Neptune's beat or whatever, Pharrell gets all the limelight. He's all out, you know, doing. Chad may, he may like that. Yeah. Chad's like, yeah, Pharrell, get out there. Oh, yeah. With your non-aging ass. Go mm-hmm. on and get on out there and be cute and be pretty and sell them ice creams and whatever the fuck yep. else you got going on do out everything there. everything you want to do. Make people happy. I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. It must feel amazing to be in the studio and know you got one. Oh, man. Not only one, but one like Summertime by First Prince. Like knowing yeah. like when you made Happy as Pharrell, you just made a song. That's, that's, that that's, can never not be played. Yeah, like it's gonna be just gonna Somebody's keep always gonna be happy, and for the fact that <laughs> yeah. was that Despicable Me. It's, oh, is that what the the, that's the, the soundtrack shit that in it there, came wasn't on? It? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that's the song that came or the movie that came attached to that song. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. In order to be a legendary movie, you gotta have some sort of legendary you gotta soundtrack. Have it. Yeah, you gotta have it all. And for some reason, it got to the point where I started to hate the song because I was just hearing it too often. Yeah. But I understand the greatness of the song because I love Pharrell. Yeah, I think I was at the gym or something one day and I saw him on Ellen. Mm-hmm. And she was like, do you have any idea like how big the song is? Like, how, like do you? Because, you know, some people just, they make some shit and they kind of get lost and do it like living their life. Like they don't know what the song it yeah, really he is. he probably doesn't listen to it. He And then she played some montage of kids all over the planet mm-hmm. playing his song and like dancing together and it was like super poor desolate just decimated places where yeah. people just had mud and a little bit of cloth and they were found some way to find that song and play it right and was and everyone was going crazy like the happiest and she was just playing places from all around the world and he just broke down started crying people don't even know the language oh they, yeah but they just know that they know happy, happy. They know they probably know the word happy. Yeah, and and, and the feeling that it gives you. Yeah, like and you just tell them, "Cop alone if you know." And he be and he be hitting that little note like if Cop alone yeah, if you feel Pharrell. Um, like if if I was to be a rapper, and obviously this wouldn't be a drill rapper, but uh, Pharrell would probably be one of the producers mm. that I would want to work with, like Pharrell. Uh, probably like Manny Fresh, um, Timberland, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Timberland, of course. Yeah, Tim, yeah, for sure. Definitely Missy Elliott too, even though she's not a producer. But it's just because I just you think, just want her energy around. Uh, I think I think Missy Elliott is the greatest female artist ever. Um. Uh, like, why? She, so just why? She she came at a time, and she did not push sex appeal. No, she didn't. She's the she's. The, I think she. Did a little bit, but it was different. Not I remember not like to the not to the way like I have like the, the yeah, Foxy Browns and like yeah, the little no, Kims. No, 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 no. I think every once in a while she would like she would put something on 
who danced with her. I remember at least like one. She, she, Bro, would, she would she talk wore, about some nasty stuff. She, she, wore, she wore a trash bag. Yeah, she most certainly video. I can't stop yeah. the rain against my own. I, I, I look at Missy Elliott as like the female Buster Rhymes. Oh, yeah. Like she has a lot of energy. She's very talented and very slept on. Yeah. But like I think of her as, I mean, it could have been Lauren Hill if she had more than one album. But I think um, mm. Missy Elliott just because, bro, she had the little white girl from the goddamn Disney Channel. Her music videos dancing. Right, right, right. Yeah, Mike Superstore Show Girl. Yeah, yeah. She really gave her a huge bump. Yeah, like that girl really made something of herself through the Missy Elliott videos. Yeah, like, and that's another thing. Missy Elliott was different. She had like her her visuals, like the yeah, just the fact she had kids dancing yeah, around. It, yeah, it was just a lot different than what you were seeing, and her content, like I said, it wasn't overly sexual. But yeah, I think she definitely did have some, you know, but it wasn't too many of them. Yeah, they were more dance. You know? Yeah, more dance. Yeah, related. But honestly, I didn't even think about it until later. But like one of the songs that I liked, like "Past That Dutch," not even thinking that it's like a smoking song. Mm-hmm. Just because of the, how how much tempo it is in that song, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just sounds like you know more of a dance song because it's like you know like who do pass that Dutch, pass that Dutch, ow, yeah, 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 pass the sure. Dutch, baby, <laughs> <laughs> shake, shake, shake your stuff. <laughs> Missy is probably cool to get high with. Oh yeah, for sure. She's probably oh, bro. Now, I now wish that's Missy the question. Was my aunt? That's the question. What's up? Is Forget about who you want to do. Is that what you say? Like who I would want to do a podcast? Oh no, who oh, I want to do a podcast? We'll never answer. No, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think definitely. I think John Mayer would have a really cool podcast, but I'd have to put more thought into like who would be someone nice to to listen to and to actually talk to. Because right. some people just aren't good people to talk to. <laughs> um, okay. Now, if you were in a room with three people, this is one of those high discussions that would come up at a dispensary. Yeah. If you were in a room and you had. Well, if you were going to go to a dispensary and there were going to be four people sitting down in that cafe, mm-hmm. ready, willing, open arms to come talk to you as you all have, you know, some joints to pass around. Right. Who would those three other people be? Let's say that. One would probably be Snoop. Mm. Of course. Everybody. That's so funny. I He's like, like and, and, and it doesn't even got to be smoking related for me to hang out with Snoop. Oh, okay. Because like, some of people are just Snoop like, I gotta smoke dude. with Snoop. Not like Snoop is just that I just really, really enjoy Snoop as a person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, nah, it definitely will probably be Snoop. Probably like Seth Rogen. Mm. Uh, and we already know that those two get along. But yeah, because I just think he's also just like probably just mad chill, mad dope to be around, mad cool. And then the Third. Third, 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 yeah, you're also trying to pick people where you know, like that the, they the can vibe, handle their high. Too, yeah, right. exactly. Like you're not just picking someone that you think is cool, but you've never known them to be high, and you're just like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, because then you get in there, and then you're like, oh fuck. Honestly, the third would probably be like Mike Tyson. Oh, and he also yes. Yeah. Have you ever watched his uh, yeah. episodes? Yeah, of his yeah. podcast? his hot boxing joints. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like Mike Tyson, just because I just feel like. I probably be scared of shit the whole time I'm there. That's funny. But like, he, I, I, I could replace Mike Tyson if I thought of someone else. Yeah. Like I could probably could be, be like Mike Tyson, Jonah that's Hill. A, that's a funny conversation. You, 
Mike Tyson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, Mike Tyson, Snoop. Who is the other person you said? Uh, Seth Rogen. Uh, Seth Rogen, right. Uh, yeah, I want to say, because even if it wasn't Mike Tyson, it could be like a, a Jonah Hill. Because mm. I, 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 I fuck with Jonah Hill as well. Yeah, Jonah is probably pretty funny. Yeah, and he just gives me that, uh, he's going to be mad chill, like, like like Jordan Ellison kind of vibes. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, very, mad very, funny, very... mad cool, mad chill. Uh, so that's why that's why I feel like if uh, Jonah Hill was there. But um, I, I didn't I didn't want to say Wiz because I don't I don't look at Wiz as being like I feel like Wiz would be cool to hang out with, but I don't think he's funny. Oh, you're looking for like a really good that, no, If I'm going to pick, I'm going to have the time of that's my life. That's true. You do want to like a really good time. But that's kind mm. of the thing. It's like when you think about having a drink with someone or having a smoke with someone, you think about what having a drink with someone is, what yeah. smoking with someone is, and like what that makes someone do. I've seen Wiz just have conversations high. Yeah, it's like I don't necessarily want to do that. Nah, because like at least with Snoop, I know that we can play Madden. We can play 2K. Mm-hmm. We can watch UFC. Right. We can do a lot of things, and it's going to be a lot of fun because he is going to make jokes out of whatever it is that you're doing. And same with, like, I've watched uh, things of Seth Rogen, and he's mad funny, and, well, they're both comedians, so they're going to have something to throw out there. And for the Mike Tyson part of it, that nigga is just wild. So you just know some wild shit finna happen. Yeah, he just, he talks about a lot of wild things. He thinks about a lot of wild yeah. things. Yeah. You're right. I think I would need, now that we're breaking this down, I would want a comedian yeah. around. But then I'm also going to want, like, I think I might want like a philosopher or some shit mm-hmm. around so I can sort of fucking talk to that person too. Right. Like, I, I need a few different, I definitely need someone that's going to make people laugh. Right. I just don't know if I need like nigga, if only I can, one of those. Yeah, if I can get Cat Williams in that mix, I'll probably throw him in that joint too. Mm. Just off of pure because I just know you're going to be funny. Right. This was like that uh, that Instagram thing or whatever that was floating around a while ago that had oh, you nine, picked, yeah, I think, comedians. Like it was like if you got to pick two to be on your team, to make a team of three, to, yeah. who would you have in a roasting, in a roasting joint. battle, yeah. which is – key right and there was like eddie murphy martin lawrence cat williams mm-hmm. bernie mac yeah. uh who else was dave did i say dave Chappelle? no nah, you didn't oh, yeah dave Chappelle was on there uh steve harvey mm-hmm. i think cedric the entertainer, cedric was, the entertainer was probably on there um was dio hugley on yeah there? i think he was because he's the kings of comedy so they're always going to put him on oh, okay one of those uh, who else might have been on there? Eddie Murphy was yeah. on there. Was uh, did they put uh Mike Epps on that shit? Chris Ro- Chris Chris Rock, Chris Rock was yeah. on there. Yeah, Chris Rock was there. Yeah, Mike Epps may have been on. I there. can't remember. I don't know how many people we just named. Yeah, but out of two, where what are you? What are I'm you going doing? Cat Williams, Bernie Mac. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy choice. Oh, Ke- Kevin Hart was on that list. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying he was there. Yeah, like but I I'm get not it. picking him. Kevin Hart came from a place of being but, short in life, and so he kind of came up like a lot of them did, where you have to like make fun of people. Yeah, and I've seen Kevin Hart and roast, and like he's quick on his feet. He most certainly is. Like he's good. He's quick on his feet. I just some of these other people, like Bernie Mac. Mm. Yeah, I'm going Cat Williams. I watch him annihilate that lady on 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 the fucking radio. Right. Right. And, and I just know that he is quick with it. 
And, it, and he don't even be trying to be funny. It's more sort of his voice and how he delivers things. Yeah. Steve Harvey, he found God. You can't be as funny. Yeah. You can't be as funny anymore after you find God. So, and, and yeah. It, <laughs> you just can't. You, Ber- Bernie Mac, um, if, like Kevin, um, I'm sorry, Cat Williams, that's, that's a for sure. My second one, could he even be Bernie Mac? Or like... What Dave Chappelle is this? Oh, it has to be whatever Dave Chappelle you can choose. Like, I, I, but yeah. that's how I feel about any of them. Like, I have to choose them from an era. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to choose them from... I'm talking about Dev Comedy Jam Bernie Mac, if I am to take him. Right. If it's Dave Chappelle... Because also, D.L. Hughley is also pretty good at... I don't like him. I wouldn't... I don't like... He's not one of my favorites as a stand-up comedian, but I've seen shit of that nigga just roast motherfuckers in the crowd. Yeah, I could see that. Dave Chappelle, he's just so cool, calm, and collected. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know. I might need that. I might need one of those and a quick, a quick attacker. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that's more so of like a like a Cat Williams or something that's a quick attacker. <laughs> no, look, everyone, I, I, a lot of people on that post when I read the comments, a lot of people said Cat Williams. Yeah. Because you just know, like, is there something about this nigga? Like how you just said about Kevin Hart growing up being short. He grew up short. Right. Um, we've watched him just, bro, he dissed the Young Guns. Oh, yeah. And probably ended their career because I don't think they had no better loves after that. There's no better love. Getting dissed by a comedian on a rap track is crazy. <laughs> In your lane. He As did. a rapper, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he, pulled, he pulled up on your block. Got the game on the joint. See, that's the thing. Whatever I do in life, like I do now, like I don't want any smoke with anyone. I don't nah. want any problems. I don't want anyone, even though as you get successful, it probably just happens. I don't want anyone yeah. trying to sabotage what I do right. for any reason. What <laughs> that's a that's a wild game to get into. You don't want to have to look out for your ops. Where you're actively trying to sabotage someone else's career. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, like that's a real fucking thing I've seen it happen I've been a part of it's the it's the worst feeling because like looking back on it now it's the grossest thing ever but I've been a part of bouts with it's really just like this one other guy in particular where we would try to cock block like where we would try to get the other woman to not and the only reason this happened is because I started hearing shit like from people, like women, I was trying to have sex with back in the, the days where I was just trying to have sex with women, right? And they were like, "Oh yeah, but I heard you and you know you and this other girl, like so I can't do it anymore." I'd be like, "How the fuck did you hear?" <laughs> like in my mind, I'm like, "Who the fuck, the fuck did you hear about that?" Like no one was supposed to know about that, right? But so and so knew about it. Fucking Lucas, <laughs> <laughs> mother Gucci, Gucci belt, mother fucking Lucas told you. Hey. And so after I learned that, I was like, why, why is, why would you do that? Right. Why would you do that? Like, it was just like a nasty game. That nigga said. That's when I became knowledgeable goes. to Dirty Mac. I was to say anything goes when it comes to the pussy. Craziness. But yeah, so try, like. I sell my soul for the but pussy. actively taking your time <laughs> to walk around and sabotage what right. someone else has going on is crazy. But like, I can't get now, that. Now you got to get the information. Like, how do you know, how you know Earl trying to get with her? Unless Earl told you that. that that's what I'm saying. Oh. Yeah. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You already knocked off one of my joints on my list. Let me see who else on my list. Oh, you got her too on your list? Work. Nah, I'm getting this one before you. But but work is a nasty place. Like knowing that you feel like you can't necessarily succeed unless this other person fails. 
Like, if you have that mentality, like, there's only but so many spots. Right. And I need this person to fail in order for me to succeed. Right. Like, now what do you do? Well, you're in a place where you're like, well, fuck it. Like, I mean, this is the game, right? Like, I got to fucking see. I'm trying to feed. Oh, oh that, that is true. Yeah, that really people happens. People look at it different. Yeah. Like, people don't just do. see just the fact that that even came to your mind. You're, you're just thinking, just make what you make. Do your thing. Right. And, like, if people like it or whatever. Like, 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 like the niggas then playing the, defense. Then the, yes. As opposed to you just focusing on what you do. Right. In working on that thing and trying to make it better, you're in your mind like, I have to play defense. Like, I have to fuck up what this next person has yeah. going on in order for me to succeed. I can't succeed without doing that. Right. That's some. That's a lot of people's mentalities. I forget that. Yeah, man. That's that called hating. That was a culture. That hating. Was a thing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I'm glad that it dawned on you the way that it did because it means that your, your mindset is so far removed from doing some shit like that you're like what what are you talking about like yeah, yeah. dog it's just oh niggas out here playing defense bro <laughs> yes okay. it's so nasty so niggas is out here but being doing it with careers yeah that's weirder gary payton with the career nigga i'm gonna stop you from advancing today <laughs> like and that's in that that <laughs> and that's re- bro like you can be in real corporate environments because i'm in them uh-huh. and people will be talking to you and you have to be very weary of like what it is they're asking you what they're talking about because you have to know if someone's asking you information for like some ulterior motive right so you have to like really be on your p's and q's and like be looking at people when they're mm-hmm. asking you questions like why the fuck are you asking me that question like, like what are you trying to right. yeah like what do you like why are you just trying to get me to talk shit about someone or like what you just gotta like people just try to get you in some shit right and what i've told other people is then they'll put it in their back pocket they don't use it immediately right but they just know when something comes up and say, this is this is one way, so it doesn't have to be so vague. Someone will come and get you to talk some shit about someone. Right. right? Like, oh God, so and so again today, man. Like, like what like what do you think about them, right? Like they try to get you to talk about some so then if you do say some risky shit that you shouldn't have been saying, uh-huh. they're like, Oh yeah, I know, right? Now they take that and they're like, oh yeah. They take that. And then if they ever need to pull that card out, and right. the, a reason why they might need to pull that card out is because now they're in trouble with that person. Right. For any reason, to say that person is a superior, yeah. they're in trouble. In order to pledge their allegiance, their loyalty, and show them, hey, I'm actually an asset to you, right. they'll be like, well, you know, I heard such and such is talking shit. They'll bring it up, and then that way now that person's looking at you like, what the fuck? And they're sh- Supposedly now looking at that person, the snitch that came and told them that information is, oh, this person's loyal to me. Like this person right. telling me, although they ought to be looking at that person like, nigga, why are you coming and telling me this? Right. Like what's so, like what sort of, because what people that come and tell me that sort of stuff, I'm thinking, why are you having so much conversation with right. these people about this sort of thing? Like, why are you even in the mix of this? What, what it doesn't make game? me trust you. You're about to say, what kind of games are you playing and what makes you think, I won't think you won't do this to me? Y- yeah. Like, if you're doing fabulous, this to other people. Fabulous had a, a, a great line. Uh, Keon used to say it to me a lot. It started out at the beginning of one song. He was like, don't, he was like, he started off with a laugh. Like, <laughs> like, don't come up to me and tell me about all these niggas and, and, and how they feel about me and all of this. Tell me why they feel so comfortable telling you. <laughs> and then the beat drops and he starts rapping. But that's a, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Like, you hang around a little bit too many people that are, like, talking shit about me. Like, what are right. you doing there? Right. Then, you know? But yeah, people definitely sabotage careers because they're trying to get ahead and they're like, man, this person and me and this other person, we're all in line for this thing. 
Like, how am I going to get forward? And some people, again, have that driving force. Right. Same reason why I'm not going to propel past a lot of people, and I know this, is because your skill level is only going to take you but so far. Yeah. Like, you can be really good at something, but unless you want it- You got to play that game. You have to, like, really want it. And there are all these other people that want it so badly. Yeah. Like, they want to move up so badly. they're willing to do that. They're willing to do all that fuck shit that you're not willing to do. Yeah. So they're going to win. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's that's kind of how it goes, unless you find I don't know like some other way where people really like honesty and like nobility and integrity, right. and they see that in you, and you're like, you know what, you're not like the rest of these fucking people that are coming and telling me all these things. You know what, I'm gonna promote you instead, right? Unless you get that, but for the most part, it's the people that really, really fucking want it. <laughs> so yeah, they're gonna try to sabotage your careers. I've seen it happen. I've actually seen people try to do that. I try to, yeah. You're like damn, nigga, we. we- we can all eat, <laughs> but I guess if we got one spot, we're both going to it. It ain't like playing sports where we can go play one on one. I can bust you open. Right, that's the thing. It's not really who's better. Yeah, it's like who wants it more. Right, who's willing to go all out for this? Yeah, who, who's willing to reach that next level? <laughs> who's willing to throw away friendships? Which is why, that's a fact though. Which is why when yo you have said it. I have said it, RJ has said, anyone that's working somewhere, and if you've worked there for, let's say, three or four years, probably, that's probably more than enough time for this to happen at least twice. Mm. You're working amongst people, and someone, some supervisor or manager leaves, and then someone that you've been working alongside is going to move up into that position. Right. We've all known the people to move up, and very rarely... Is it just like some cool dude that really didn't really want it? Right. Unless it was like necessary that they just put someone in that spot. Right. It's usually someone that's that wants that fucking position. Yeah. That's doing things for that position. And they're doing things for that position that you don't even know that they're doing. Yeah. That's how deep into it that they are. Like they really fucking want that thing. It's just, I just. It's, I, know, I know what you mean. I'm, I'm similar to. I'm yeah. not. I, I'll, I'll do enough. From, I'll do what I'm supposed to do on my day-to-day job. Yeah, I don't want to be a part of like, all that minutia, all that talking mm-hmm. shit, but in the coffee room, in the yeah. break room. I don't want to be a part of any of that. You don't want to be chatty patty. No, man. <laughs> like someone told on me recently. <laughs> hey, hey, but you, but you do know snitching is cool now. Bro, it, it oh, is that a, that's the thing? Oh, bro, why you think YSL going down? Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, snitching's hot these yeah, days. Yeah, like someone told on me, and I haven't been told on in a long <laughs> Like, think about me. I'm 32 years old, and I'm saying this right now. Niggas got a tattletale around the way. And I'm not even going to get into it, but <laughs> someone told on me, and it's been a long time since someone told, since someone came. To me, was like, hey, Earl, like, I heard that there's you, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, Someone told you that, really? Right. Because, because for me, I'm like, someone saw me, and it's also because I need to make sure that this is known. It's also the nature of the thing I was doing. Mm. It doesn't hurt anyone. Right. Like, it doesn't hurt anyone. I'm not stealing anything. It's just I'm, I'm I was do, doing something slightly negligent, right? Right. And someone was like, "I may or may not have been reading a book," <laughs> and someone told was like, "I saw Earl with the book." It was like, "Hey Earl, I heard that you like you was over here with like a book. You know, we really needed you over here at this point in time." I'm like, 
Someone told I had a fucking book. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. and, it, and it was, and it was someone where, th- like, this would not benefit this person at all, right. except for the fact that now they can sort of cuddle up next to the person that they told this to. Right. It was just like, see, like I gave you this little bit of information. Like you're an informant. Hey, guess what they be doing around? <laughs> I could yeah. never be yeah. that person. Now, yeah. I also don't think that that person is qualified to be moving up, but that's the type of person that will, though, right. is the whole point I'm getting to. Mm-hmm. I could never do that. I could never just tell on people yeah. for things like that. And because of that, We'll see where I end up. <laughs> we'll see where I end up. I just don't. I just don't think I can do that shit. It's well, a weird. It's a weird. You're not. You're not a shot blocker. Yeah. No. Yeah. No defensive badges. No, I have no defensive. <laughs> I have no defensive badges, man. I just want everyone to be able to do their thing. And, yeah, not for and sure. And for people to see it. And for people to move forward based on their Talent. the merit right. of what they do. Nigga, be good at what you do. Like, be undeniable. Right. Do your job well. If someone sees you or they they listen to you and they're like, yep, I right. like it. Like, that's just right. what it is. There's nothing that no someone else could say that's just, no, I, I like what I see. I like what I hear. I'm going to listen to that thing. I'm going to play that album. I'm going to play that podcast. Right. I'm going to promote that person because they're good. Right. I'm not sabotaging anything or anyone else going on. I don't have, I, I was talking, I think I was talking about, I'm about this on the pod the other day is. Like you, if you just spent more time doing things that you like doing or trying to find more things that you like doing, mm-hmm. at some point in time, you would find that you don't even have the time to do other shit. Right. Like you wouldn't yeah. have time to, like the amount of time that you had towards complaining, <laughs> the amount of times that you yeah. could have had towards fighting someone on Twitter, the amount of time that you could have had just like hating on someone and trying to sabotage what they have going on. The more and more cool shit you find yourself doing in life, you realize that you don't need like you don't you don't even have time for put time and energy for, for like that. hate right. You don't even have time for it because I have other things I rather that I'd rather do. Yeah, that's the way I Use feel my about time it. to do. Yeah. So when I think about people trying to sabotage people or hate on because people, it comes a plan like you got to plan that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should be premeditated, bro. Like I'm gonna get this. Oh, I can't wait till I catch this nigga Earl Lacking. Got him. We fucking got him. <laughs> fucking reading a book. Oh, you yeah. want to read a book in here, we motherfucker? Oh yeah, I guess what? Yeah. <laughs> and but but the worst part is, is for whoever that person is, is they walk past and just have like a regular conversation. Like, oh hey, what's going on? With oh, you yeah, know, like sure. they just have it that's the nastiest part and of it. And that's probably what happened right after. Hey Earl, how's it going? Oh, what book you reading? Oh yeah, oh yeah, pretty nice book. Oh okay, I'll, I'll have to look into it. And as soon as they turn around, got him. We fucking got him. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, I'll take it easy. And, 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 Went straight to the motherfucking report room. Huh, guess what? What's up? Earl's reading a book. A book. <laughs> yes, a book. And everybody's just like. It's unacceptable. And that's how you get people because <laughs> if you grow up in a you grow up in a world where you're just trying to be like a chill, normal, cool human being. Right. But then you realize that you're just amongst a bunch of fucking snakes <laughs> and snitches and like weird people willing to do whatever to climb the ladder. Yeah. And you're like, oh, f- 
Man, y'all fucking suck. Man, I thought y'all was tight. Man. Yeah, because I rock with y'all because a little bit. because I'm willing to do well by y'all just simply because I'm cool, right? And like I don't want to sabotage y'all, but now I realize how cool I can't be around mm-hmm. you guys. So now I have to distance myself, right? Because you guys suck, right? And you're willing to just fucking ruin anything, right? Just it, so that it, you it, can it'd be different if I was a dickhead on the job. Yeah, and then and then this is your way of getting back at me. Like, all right, nigga, I, I did something punishable. Okay, cool, y'all got me. But when you're not, but when you're you, like a nice guy, mm-hmm. oh, it's like, oh, like, you're the worst. This is how you end up with them other motherfuckers that be that take the job a lot more serious than what it should be taking. Yeah, I'm gonna have your ass marching up and down these fucking aisles. That's another thing that I have an issue with with work because. You can be really good at something mm-hmm. if you really, if you like it, if you like the process of it, or I think what what differentiates people from being like really good or, or between really good and really great is there's a care factor. Like you really care about that thing. Right. You think the thing you're doing is important or whatever the fuck it is. Right. Some people care to an insane degree. Yeah. Like I think it's ridiculous to care as much as you do about this thing. That person's going to succeed. <laughs> that per- that's another reason why I will not succeed the way that they will. Yeah. Because they care to a point where I'm like, why do you care so much about this thing? Mm-hmm. Like it's really not that serious, but to them it is. Right. So it's gonna it's gonna push them, it's gonna what propel them. What do you mean it's not that serious? Yeah, like there's a certain point to which I can care. Yeah. But it ends because I work in hospitality. Right. So I care about the human experience. I, right. I care about the fact that maybe a human got a ton of money working really, really hard. So they spend a lot of a time working hard to make a lot of money. Right. Okay. So that's the first step. And then they get them in their family and they come spend time where I work. Right. That's cool. And I get that. And because you're spending a lot of money with all the time that you spent I respect that time that you spent to make the money. Right. And because I respect your time, mm-hmm. I'm going to now try to do my best to make your life here awesome. Right. Because that is my job. Right. I stop caring when you become an asshole. Yeah. Like, yeah, as soon as the person's a dickhead, I no longer care. And th- so that's yeah, because but, like but, but now I'm, you have an idea like you're probably not a good human. So why should I be good to you? Yeah, because my thing is like I get like maybe your experience isn't isn't to the height that you should think that it is paying the money that you're paying and where you right. are and all this sort of stuff. But ultimately, you're blessed. We're all here. There's no war taking place. You're not hurting at all. You probably just have to wait an extra ten minutes for something. Like you're slightly inconvenienced. And humans have errors and make mistakes. So but. now, right? So now we're just bringing this back into perspective, and it's yeah. like now we're now you're being an asshole. Yeah, right. That's all it could come down to. Yeah. But there are many people that care past the point of them being an asshole, and even when someone's being a fucking asshole and they're they're saying rude, mean, nasty things to the right. person to the employee. The employee still cares a lot. And it's like, I'm so sorry, man. You know what? We're going to make sure that we get the. I can't bring myself to that point. Like, once you start being an asshole, now we have to have a real conversation. Hey, you know how I feel when I be out there refereeing. Oh, right. Oh, nigga, here now. <laughs> oh, nigga, here now. Yeah, you're right. You've almost been in a. I mean, because it could have gone that way. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. 
Being they, a referee for kids football and they, almost getting into a fight is crazy. Yes, because these parents think they can talk to you a certain way and they'll walk down on you. They'll walk down on you because they expect you to act a certain way. But once you get into defensive mode and like one dude, I remember he was like walking towards me, like mad aggressive. And I was just like, yo, shut your bitch ass up. <laughs> And look, RJ was standing right there too. And he kept, he kept, he kept coming. He was like, "Oh, what? What'd you say?" I was like, "Yo, shut your bitch ass up!" Yeah, yeah. And I never moved like from my position. He backed down then. So, but like, <laughs> it's like they think they think they can just walk up on you. Like I'm not a human, <laughs> right? Like, yo, bro, because you I got do, that whistle around your you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. look, I don't have to do this, right? I do this because. Somebody got to do it or your kid ain't going to be able to play. Mm-hmm. So I do it for you, but I also do it for this little bit of money that I'm getting. Right. But this money also, this little bit of money I'm getting, I'm not, I ain't signed, I don't need, and I ain't signed no contracts. Right. So it's not stopping me from fucking you up yeah. if you come and put your hands on me. Right, for sure. Like, and y'all not going to talk to me any certain way that y'all want to talk to me. Right. And the thing about that is the people that run the league, like I've gotten into it with parents or coaches, and I'm like, look, I do well refereeing. I don't do well if you gonna disrespect me. I'm doing something out of my time on a Saturday, and you know I don't have to do this. You not about to stand back there and tell me that I'm cheating some fucking kids. I have no idea who these who these little niggas are. Oh right, yeah, that's I the thing. That's the main nothing. thing, right? Is you're cheating the kids, like you're. They love saying you're that throwing shit. the game. You're yeah. throwing this little league game right now, <laughs> bro. I don't know any of these kids bro if i go back around the way to where i'm from and bring them kids out here they're gonna wash y'all so even if i was refereeing these games it wouldn't even be necessary because they're gonna wash you the regardless. fact that you go through that and you these are kids yeah one is wild that the parents are so amped up yeah about it like this like scouts are watching their kids no one's out there with them <laughs> the parents no one's out there watching these Yeah. Moments. That's weird. But then I just think about the level of pressure that actual professional referees oh, yeah. must go through in life. Yeah, that's the billion dollar industry that you know that they're fucking with. They this. must get like Because like now now for them threatening calls. I was about to say now for them letters. it's not even within the game and the people on the sidelines or the coaches or the players. Those are probably the most respectful people to them out of any person because now if you make a bad call somebody might have bet their fucking house on that game man and now, and now, hold they, on. now they done lost everything so now they're probably coming to the refs I feel like someone has to look this does, has anyone tried to just look up uh, referee deaths oh you know and around like how many referees I, I, I never, die I never thought of that how many professional Referees, no one is looking at referees have died. They're talking about how much do they get paid. Yeah, I want to know if, if it ain't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Get some money. Don't know that much. They get paid for that. Yeah, because I'm assuming. I mean, players have been. I mean, remember when when Tony told us that the Lebanon team had gotten bombed because <laughs> they like they missed the game. They lost the soccer goal. game. Yeah, yeah. missed the goal. And then Cuz pulled up to the practice field, threw a grenade on that giant, bro. Imagine being at basketball practice, you just see a grenade just coming rolling in the door. <laughs> like, oh, oh my god! Oh, oh okay. 
Yeah, see, there's a certain level. See, this is kind of what I'm talking about. Is like, there's like nothing on that. Is the level to which people care about some shit. Yeah. Like I like sports are cool, but then when you start throwing grenades because we're missing goals, it's not cool anymore. So no. it's like, how much are we gonna care? You know, like you can right. care about soccer, care about football, care about the the World Cup, care about the Super Bowl, but like once you start hurting people. And you know what's wild about that? Had we won, the motherfucker that threw the grenade, you get nothing for this. No. Bro, you not a part of this team. Well, again, unless he's the type of person where... Unless he bets he, some money yeah, on it. Yeah, he's but, betting wild, yeah. wild money. And, and he just realized, like, oh, shit. I lost everything. They're going to come kill me. <laughs> well, I'm going to go kill them before they kill me. That's the only thing I could think of. Because it's like, why, why else? Unless... It was a government thing, like, you know, like the government's like, oh, y'all embarrassed us. Y'all wore our country name in your chest. And this is the performance because soccer is the world's biggest sport. So, But it's not often that you get accosted by the fucking moms and dads on the sideline, right? Like, it's not often that they're nah, screaming it, shit at you. or No, no, nah, nah, it, it just be a few. Yeah. It, it just be a few because, I don't know, they just feel... Like like those little tussles almost gotten into it. I think it's only happened like twice. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of times after the game ends and motherfuckers want to start rapping, I just walk off. But it, that's just because they'll stand where they are. They won't come walking down on me. That nigga walked down on me. That's crazy. And had he got you know closer to me, I don't know how I, I had to defend myself. Yeah. And you're not gonna come up because their kids lost. So a lady came up to me first. And she was just like, "And nigga, I ain't even the only ref. I ain't the only ref out here. Why, why right. y'all coming up to me?" Right. She was like, "You cost you. How you feel costing those kids the game?" What I be wanting to say, but I'm respectful. That raggedy ass coach over there lost y'all that game. Mm. I ain't had shit to do with that. How do you feel? That's so funny that it like it comes down to the ref. Like they don't. No one thinks about all the different steps of what it takes to. Like it wasn't. Think about all the different people's job. Mm-hmm. It could have been to win or lose a game. Like right. it wasn't the kids. Right. It wasn't the coach. Right. It wasn't the other kids that did a really good that job. That was just better. It wasn't the other coach. That was just better. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. none of that other. All, all these different factors yeah. into who goes into lo- like winning and losing a game. Like it's definitely just, in this you. league. Definitely in this league because I play a lot of flag football, and I know the game, and not even just flag, but I just know football. So I'm refereeing these leagues and knowing that these coaches are just dads of some of the kids. And they're not trying to play flag football. They're trying to play actual real football, but within the flag football rules yeah. in a way. Um, so I'm watching that and I'm looking at them and I'm like, yo, bro, if I was coaching, I would light these fucking teams up just off of basic ass flag football schemes. Because like I said, you're trying to play tackle football, but with flag because y'all don't have experience within the, this game. You guys watch this shit every Sunday. This ain't that. Right. Right. So when I see shit like that, and then there's a few coaches that are better than the other coaches as well. You know, they might have better players. So I'll watch them beat other teams, but then the teams that are losing are trying to blame me. But out of my mind, I'm like, yo, look, y'all coach is fucking terrible. You got good athletes, but you keep trying to 
run a fucking 47 bootleg pass when nigga no one does that in flag football like why are you calling tackle football plays mm. um, no one does these things like you're not playing flag football so if you had a better coach with those athletes like there, there's been two teams I've seen out there where I was just like yo and they, they were losing but they would have a kid that would score a touchdown every time touch the ball I'm like alright bro look our first three touchdowns is going to you once we get up, everybody else gonna get some love. Right. That's when we're gonna spread. We're gonna we're gonna win the game first. Like we're gonna get a decent lead. Or or you know, if I know that we can beat this team, we've already played them before. I'll use you, I'll use you to get up for a touchdown or when we need to get a first down or a big play. But if I know that the team ain't got the players like that, then I can use the other players and give other guys a chance to compete. And then not also and also not beat the fucking socks off that other team, knowing that they don't have the players. Some of them coaches out there don't care. Yeah. And they will go run it up. And as a referee, when I'm out there, I will stop the game. Like there's time left and I see that the team has the ball and they're trying to go down and score, I will say that the that the clock ran out. Oh. It could be three minutes left on one clock. Let's say that the losing team has the ball. And it's say it's like three thirty left, or whatever. Um, and I know that they're losing, so I'll let them get a play, and then I'll call two. I'll call like a one minute warning, even though there's still three minutes left. I'll stop. I'll blow the whistle, and I'll say one minute warning or whatever. I'll let them get their last three plays. So, because I know they're probably not gonna get a first down, and they're probably just gonna turn the ball over on downs. As soon as they turn the ball over on downs, no matter how much time left on my clock, ball game. If the score is bad enough, they don't know how much time is on the clock. I run the clock. That's interesting. I'm not gonna let y'all run this shit up on no kids either, because it, it don't be those kids. It be don't fucking dads with them fragile ass egos that you know trying to fill the void in life and <laughs> live through junior. <laughs> that it, there must be a lot of that going yeah, on. Yeah, it, it be a lot of that. So I'm not one of those referees that's gonna allow that shit to happen. Not on my field, you won't. Right. You know. Um, now, if y'all in a shootout and it's a good ass game, then obviously I gotta let it play out. But if you already up three, four touchdowns and you're and you didn't take your it, now, if you took your best players out and you have your substitutes in, that's different. If the other team still got their best players in and your substitutes are going up and down the field and still busting their ass, I have to let that go because those kids don't get a chance to play as often. You know, like. If you only get, if you're a rotational player, you're not a starter. You only get a few plays a game, but now you're getting extended playing time because you guys are up enough that you, your coach feels comfortable giving you extended playing time. Okay. I have to allow that game because you you could tell who these kids are by yeah. looking at them. So you, you kind of got to allow that game to go on, even if they're going to go down and score, just because you know that there might be a chance that that kid never scores a touchdown again. Yeah. So you, okay. So you're making decisions. Every, everything for is, the children, like yeah, I mean, that's what it's. But everything like. is you know game to game basis, and who right. are these kids? Yeah. Now, let's say you could have a super stacked team, but you might put your little your rotational players in, but they might be better than everybody else's best players. No, nigga, because y'all not running it up because y'all stacked. Mm. I'm not gonna let that happen because it's like clearly those kids can play. Now it's your fault for not putting them in. You're not gonna run it up now, you know what I'm saying? So like, if there's a team. That's like a bunch of kids that just aren't athletes. They're just out there because they're all friends and they're just playing. 
But now you got a travel football team that's playing flag in the spring because there's no tackle football right now, but they deep. They're like, you know, 14 deep and there's only seven on the field at the time. So they got enough to put two different teams out there. But like they got their first offense, their first offense runs it up and they got their second offense. But their second offense ain't really missing a beat either. I'm not going to let that second offense run it up because now I'm be like, look, y'all better compete at practice then. Cause y'all gonna walk through this whole little rec league. This is a little rec league. Teams do that. They'll come from a travel football team and come play in this little rec league for uh, just because there's no tackle football. So I'm not gonna let this this competitive travel team ruin the game for these kids that don't. They ain't even really even get into the game yet. Okay. Okay. So it, okay. yeah, it'd be things like that. Like teams be stacked, but like in a fall league because there is tackle, it's all rec. So the teams are more even right. in the fall. But in the springtime, when there's not no tackle, some of those travel football teams, like this season coming up, there'll probably be some travel ta- uh, tackle teams in this live football league, and they'll probably have the best athletes and than any of these teams. And even, like like I said, their rotational players can be better. But, you know, you, sometimes you just like, yeah, I, I understand. Now it's the coach's duty to... All right, one game you start these group of kids. The next game, this group of kids starts. It's your job, or you even do it by quarter by quarter. However you want to do it throughout the game, but you're not going to wait until you got a four touchdown lead to put your backups in, and now you and and still try to run your offense on full power. Mm-hmm. I I ain't letting that slide. Like, mm. cause you, how long have you been refereeing? I, shit, I, I don't know. Oh, Probably over 10 years. God sure. damn. That's so crazy to be able to say that about things now. Yeah, I know, right? Like, I've been doing, doing this thing for over 10 years. It's so crazy. Yeah, but, yeah actually, might be like closer to like 15. Because I remember when I was in Harrisonburg, I used to come home on like Saturdays and referee. I had to make right. money. And so. And go right back to Harrisonburg. Coaching and refereeing, I mean, this is these are clearly revolving around kids. You feel like you this is something you just want to continue to do? Yeah, so like, I've always felt like my purpose in life was to help like. Uh, underprivileged kids. At what point did you feel like that was when I got locked up? Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I was seventeen or sixteen. But in but in that moment, or like that... going through that process, so yeah. like early, and I wanted to be a probation officer. Like after I got off probation. Oh shit! Yeah. So it, it, is it because your probation officer sucked? No, it's just because I understood my uh, situation mm. and not really having guidance. Yeah, and you know didn't want other kids to go through in in my situation it wasn't even bad. Yeah. I ain't, ain't getting no real trouble. Yeah. But it was just like an experience for myself, like an eye opening thing, like, oh shit. Like, oh, like, like, things yo, can go bad. This is real and kids go through that. So like early, you know, I did that and after I graduated high school, I started working in the Boys and Girls Club. Oh, you got into it early like yeah. yeah, pretty much as soon as you could. Yeah, like after we graduated, I started working in the Boys and Girls Club. And so I've always felt that, you know, kids were, but I just don't know what capacity am I supposed to be, you know? So like coaching was the thing that just popped up and then I just started enjoying coaching. Yeah. Like like the referee thing, that was more so to get money. Right. Um, But coaching though is more of like, it's much more of an intimate setting. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I I can, uh, you know, guide some of these kids and, you know, give them hope. Some of them may not, you know, believe that they can do a certain thing or have a certain talent or they may not have someone at home telling them that they're good at this. And I I think it's important that people hear other people say, 
like yo you can ball or like yeah. yo you, you got some talent you got to keep working though you know so I, I think that's important I, I feel that and a lot of the coaches um of today are older and it's like they didn't adjust with the times so they're still stuck in like how they used to coach and that little rah rah yell yell shit, that shit don't fly. Kids don't respond well to that. Yeah. Um. I've learned that you know you got to talk to them like humans. You got to talk to them with love. Talk to them like you know with respect, and they'll they'll give it right back. So once I've learned that, and you can put me in any setting with any kid, and I'm gonna be alright. Cause I, I it's it's weird that I just know like 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 right now I'm coaching tennis. Never played tennis before in my life. Didn't know what to expect. Um, I coach the two sports that I coach and where I coach at the school that I coach at because those kids can, I can relate to those kids from my background. Mm. And, you know, and when I got there, I was like, all right, bet. It's more of these kind of kids here than I thought was. Damn, I, I like this. Like, y'all come from the same struggles. I'll talk to y'all about y'all lives and, you, you know, your upbringing. And, I, you know, you might come from a single mother home. And I'm like, damn, with a bunch of siblings. I'm like, oh, shit. Hey, nigga, that's me. <laughs> you know it was me, yeah. <laughs> but like the kids that I coach with for tennis right now don't come from that. Oh, I don't know if they do, but they're I don't they're they're not the same group of kids. Mm. Um but when I stepped out there, I was never uncomfortable. It was just like, yo, they they accepted me like mm. off rip. Yeah. And um it's just like, okay, this ain't what I thought it was gonna be. I was like, okay, I can do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, yeah. I, I'm more so worried about because I didn't know one I only thought it would be like two kids that came out there to try to play tennis I was like who the fuck playing tennis definitely right. at this school yeah. but I forget that this school is actually an IB school mm-hmm. so there's a whole different side oh, the, what's this called? IB 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 program I don't, I, uh, I don't know all I know is some smart motherfuckers in here oh okay um, yeah so I forget <laughs> that the, the other side of the school is that uh, so yeah, so like the bad rap that this school gets, they call it a ghetto school or whatever, but there's a whole nother side where the academics is actually like, they have the whole ROTC program. There's a lot of kids that come to that school just to be in ROTC. Yeah. And the uh, IB program, I'm guessing, is actually one of my favorite kids. Uh, he's a sophomore. He takes a bunch of AP classes, but he comes from like a similar background as mm-hmm. I do. Like he's funny as shit and he's wild. Uh, but he's in like that. So so like going to a school like that where you have when when you go play other places and you hear the stereotypes that they talk about your school, oh they're gonna come fight, oh mm-hmm. they wear this across their chest and then like you notice that referees treat you different. Yeah. But when you get to know these kids on a different level and you understand that like, yo, people judge y'all just because y'all attended school, but y'all really ain't that. Mm. It's like, it's, it's weird because like the kids of today get judged for some shit that motherfuckers did when we were in school. Yeah. But these kids ain't those kids. Like, so, like, as a coach, from a coaching side that also referees, it sucks when I go to places and I don't like playing that, oh, blame it on the ref shit. But there have been times where I've gone places and you're like, all right, bro. This is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But when you talk through coaching circles and other coaches at other schools and things, they'll tell you that people think don't think very highly yeah. <laughs> of my school. So yeah, I know. And, 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 and um, so when we go places, we go play games, I have to let my players know that. And I feel I don't think that should be a thing 
a conversation that we have to have before that is a wild conversation like, like look the school name that's displayed across our chest we're not going to get certain calls mm. we're going to get certain things called against us but we cannot allow that to slow us down from you know what our mission is we can't complain about it we just have to you know know that these things are going to happen and try to avoid these things you know like like so it's for instance, like our center, you're like, yo, you're a bigger kid. They're gonna call certain fouls on you that they probably won't call on other kids because of your size. So you have to adjust your game so you don't get these calls. Like, cause he's bigger, he can stand in the paint and just put his hands up. And one of them little kids can come flying, trying to do a layup and bump into him, and it's not a foul. Yep. But they'll call it on him because he's bigger. And it doesn't help that what reads across his chest as well. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of times in basketball, when you look up at the fouls, our foul difference is oh, it's it's ridiculous, crazy. It's crazy. bro. That joint be ridiculous. And be like, yo, bro, like, look, we don't, we not ass like that. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like we can play, they're, our kids are coachable. We're doing the same thing that they're doing. They're attacking the rim, we're attacking the rim. We're getting annihilated at the rim. They're getting little touch fouls, but you guys are calling everything. Like, it got to the point this year that referees were blowing their whistle before the foul even happened, like anticipating the call. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, damn. Bro, it's, there, there's quite a few things that's happened that's in this cr- past. That sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Man, you can't do that. Now it's throwing off the whole rhythm of the game, like, you, anticipating the call. Bro, <laughs> there was a time where a referee called a charge on us. And the charge never happened. Oh yeah, no, that's crazy. So he blew the he blew the whistle, and like he started blowing the whistle, and our guy f- kind of like stops his momentum in a way, and then the other kid just stumbles back, uh, but never really falls. Uh, but he was trying to sell. He was going to try to sell it. Yeah, try of to sell the flop call, and the referee. So we assumed that it was going to be like a block or something. Maybe like he stepped in front of him and blocked him. The referee just comes up. Choo, choo, choo. And does a little charge. I'm like, what? Like, yo. Yeah. We didn't even make contact. Uh, he, the kid was sliding over to try to get in the lane. You blew your whistle early and called a joint on us. Mm. Yeah, but, you know, but I also can't blame the referees because there's a referee shortage. So, it just be like, all right, bro, y'all getting who y'all can get out. Oh, here. so they just, oh, yeah. yeah. Once that happens, oh. Yeah, it'd it, it be like that. Okay. It'd it be like that as well. Goddamn shortage of everything. But yeah, if there's uh, a niggas ain't got no jobs. But yeah, if there's a referee shortage, yeah, I don't know what's going on with this whole like again, every time you and I talk about a shortage, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like in certain fields I know, like I know that there was like a, do- a fucking doctor and nurse shortage because in quarantine nurses and doctors were burnt the fuck oh, out. I'm sure. And are still are. Yeah. And are just like, this is cr- I can't I can't do this. This yeah. is ridiculous. So I understand that. Teachers, I get it. If I mean, they if is there like a stand going on right now about teachers' pay? Like, did they? Nah, you're right. They ain't, like, they ain't walk out yet. I yeah, there was. My yeah, I was out. about to say it's not like a necessarily a huge boycott that that happened, right? Or did nah, they just they just quit? I, I think they just tired of these little kids wilding for thirty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. They probably are. 
Um, okay, so that would make sense that there's a shortage on teachers. Bus drivers. Then there's just shortage, and then after that, it gets weird because there's just a shortage everyone. on everything. Shortage on restaurant workers. Yeah. Shortage on everything. But it ain't a shortage of people. And you're just wondering where are they? They either became an artist on YouTube, <laughs> became yeah, became a, yeah became a content creator, which a lot of people found some way. But not enough for all the people that are not working. Well, I say all these jobs. Then, open. then you have a lot of people that are homeless. Yeah, definitely got to. They're know, getting it out the mud. Yeah, you got to factor those people. Oh, a lot of people that are panhandling. A lot of people that are panhandling. That shit's up. I wish I had the heart to do that. Well, I you don't think there. you could do it? Nah. If I, if I can go out here and ask for money, if I can go out here and panhandle for like a weekend and get like a pair of shoes that I really want, I'll do that. But I ain't got I, I got too much pride to be out here asking people for money when I don't need it. Because some of these panhandlers be panhandling and don't need it. Yeah, I know. But like, if if it was desperate, then I, it's my only way I could feel like I survived. And nigga, I ain't got no choice. Yeah. But like, just to go panhandle just because I don't feel like working or I'm trying to make a quick little come up. Nah, I couldn't do that. It's the worst when they're coming up to you in the parking lot with their with their kids with them with their kids and their babies in their yeah. arms. <laughs> hey, look. Sorry for your luck. Like, hey, look, I ain't gonna hold you, bro. I, I was actually about to ask y'all for some money. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's tough. Got, that's man. what you gotta hit the niggas with, but like, that's tough. And so, yeah, what you want to do is you want to try to keep all these kids off the street. Yeah. <laughs> you want nah, to try to keep nah, them. Sure. But no, I, I believe you. I think that it is important to have someone tell you, even as adults, you assume yeah. that people know who they are. Right. So like if you look at someone and you see something in them, you just kind of think, oh, they, they know it. Mm-hmm. Like they're them and they're an adult, so they, they know it. No fucking idea. Like they, they, they have no idea. Like that time that I told you that you were witty. Right. For the first time. And yeah. you were just like, oh. <laughs> now, that was a couple of years ago. It wasn't that this, long ago. It, but it wasn't yeah. that long ago. Yeah. And that's the whole point. You're a whole adult. Yeah. And it's the first person to tell you that, which is weird to me. Yeah, like That's right. a weird thing. Yeah, it, it definitely does matter to have someone in like a kid's corner being like, hey, nah, because after hey you, you told know, me you're kind of good at that thing. Like, after you told me that, I like started to embrace it more. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. I guess I do got a talent in that. But I never looked at it that way. Damn. All right, no, nah, because that's the way it works. Yeah, no, nah, for it's sure. Like, oh, this is a thing. Like, yeah, this is a thing I, like, I can like do stuff with. Yeah, it's like yo, people catch on to this, like, right? Oh shit! I was like, bro, because to me, I'm like, a lot of times I do this, and people don't understand what I'm talking about. But right. I'm just like, you guys know me so well. I was, I never like really thought of it because it was just who I was. So the, so the, the thing is, you are witty, and so you have this talent. Of being able to just like kind of jump tracks really fast yeah. and like get from one thing to the next that seemingly sometimes is just like so far away <laughs> and you're trying to figure out how you connected these two but you do it really fast and the thing is so when you say people don't understand you is because you're pulling from yeah. a ton of the movies the yeah. films the yeah. music that it's you listen to but the more and more you learn about things and you experience things yeah. then you'll be able to just pull like your bag will be deeper mm-hmm. and you'll be able to just pull for more and more things and then those people that didn't understand you before will then understand right. like the level of it's just yeah it's, that's all it is yeah cuz i've 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 been able to like if i'll say something like witty and they, somebody didn't catch on i've been able to go down another avenue 
Right. And bring them, bring them up the stream. Like, hey, bro, this is what we at. This is what I'm talking. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. It's sort of like when you and I were watching The Wire, mm. and I think maybe they were being explained chess at the time. Oh yeah. But it, but, but but I think we were just talking about it overall with the show that yeah. you could tell that a lot of the people were highly intelligent. Yeah. But they were just in the hood, yeah, so like bro, they had to, so they had to cater their intelligence to like hood strategies. Right. And like, so for the ones that don't know about this chess scene in the wire, anyway, the way he explained the game of chess was like how people run the dope game. Right, right. I remember that. You know, you got the pawns, who are the people that are the street, the guys that are running the, the runners. Yeah, the runners. They're pretty much the runners. They go get the drugs and running out to the cars and stuff. Um, the lieutenants were the who are the little horse niggas? Uh, the knights. Yeah, the knights. Those were the lieutenants. That would make sense. Yeah, and then um, obviously, like, what was after that? Um, uh, I I think that they used the king as the stash, the, yeah. the stash spot. Yeah, something like so that. So like it was like you don't we don't just keep our, our stash in the same place, do right? We? Right. Like we move it around every week. That's right. Yeah. So the, so it was like showing you how to keep your king in a safe place. Yeah. So that you know it, And the queen was like Stringer Bell or some shit. That, that, that would really? make sense. That would be like yeah. the like the top dog. Yeah, Stringer yeah. Bell and the Avon. But yeah. but the, but, but for the that he, person to know the life that he's living in the life yeah. that these kids are living, yeah, and being and, able to adapt and adapt and immediately yeah. interface with the chess board and was be like able this is this, to teach them how this. to ch- play chess and make them interested in it based off of the street rules, like right. okay, all right, how to so yeah, so when we talk about like the wire, just because of the characters, like someone like Omar, when we talk about Omar, we think of Omar as this ruthless savage, shoot him up, shoot him up, but. If you really get deep into it, that's not who he was. He actually had a soul and he actually had, you yeah. know, a purpose. Right, right. Um, for sure, for sure. Like he had a code that, that we he, talked about before. Like He felt he love. Yeah, he just didn't kill people for the fuck of it. He only killed people that did bad things. Mm-hmm. He didn't kill a normal... And he felt very bad about people that... um, Like a working man getting caught up in the street life. Right, He right. felt very bad about that because he didn't ever feel that, like... That man working nine to five. Y'all ain't had to do him like that. Yeah, like he wasn't even a player. Yeah, he not a part of this game. Yeah. Like, if you part of the game, then it's fair game. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, when, when he was in court and it was like, uh, he was testifying, they're like, what do you do for a living? He was like, I rip and I run. They were like, excuse me, um, what does that mean? I robs drugs dealers. <laughs> <laughs> I rip and I run. I rip and I run. And it was I like, excuse me, I robs drug dealers. That's and he funny. was like, you know, like a black, uh, you know, like a like a Robin Hood. Yeah. It was like, uh, you know, uh, he was like, so why are you testifying on Bird? He was like, because Bird trifling, basically, killer everyday working man and all shit like that. So right. yeah, 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 it's very true. See, so that so that's again, that's your bag. Like you can just yeah. quote these films, <laughs> these series and, and movies and all that sort of stuff. I remember telling you that uh I had this talent at like a young age too cuz right. like, I remember telling you like my brother had friends come over and I don't know why I was able to do this at like 5. But like word from word, like Friday the movie, just recite just Friday recited. at five is crazy. Yeah, Friday that movie came out in like ninety four. So I was like crazy. five or six. Yes, some some dumb. The like, explicit version, not the yeah, one that oh, aired bro. on TBS afterwards or whatever. My, my, my little sister's first words was like "fuck" or something like that. That is they were wild. 
But yeah, like at a young age, but obviously not knowing. Definitely not like my household. They wouldn't have thought that this was some talent or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like at a young age, just to be able to tell you an adult movie and start from, I, I, I don't believe it was word from word, but this is just what I hear from mm-hmm. like, I'm pretty sure there had to be some some parts that I was fucking up in. Me. Yeah, right, but, right, but right. being able to do what I was doing, I guess, right, for sure. at that young of age. And I never, I never think of it because mm-hmm. like my whole life, I've always got like, I never like did the best in school, mm-hmm. but I will always get shunned because they'd be like, oh, you can remember all these songs on the radio, but you can't remember this. Like, yeah, I got interest in that shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's how yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah you could, rem- you could, you know, every song on the radio, but you don't know how to do your homework. You know what? That was a really stupid thing that they kept telling us. Like adults kept saying to us, because I got the same thing. Oh, yeah. you can remember all these rap lyrics. It's like the rap lyrics are good. <laughs> like, the rap lyrics have them. They have these songs have a melody to them. There's right. a cadence in this man's voice as he's speaking, like as he's rapping. That like those things, those phonetics help us learn things. Right. I didn't. They didn't teach us A B C without A B C D E. They didn't Bro, teach damn, us. Think that. about how we learned. Yeah. Exactly. How, how we started learning with all off a of nursery rhyme. Yeah, that was just a that was just a stupid thing for adults to keep yeah. saying. You can so, remember these things. Of course, I can I, remember. Them. I bet guarantee you, if motherfucker Shakespeare was rapping. Yeah, it would have been melody, different. It would have been different. Or some 808s and Heartbreaks type shit. Yeah, it would have been a little I'll, different. It, it, it would have stuck with me a little more. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah, I, I got a lot of that. And it's just, and actually, like, every day, I'm like, no matter who I'm talking to, something will come up in a conversation. And my mind, maybe because I like to visualize things. So, like, whatever somebody's talking about, in my mind, I'm visualizing probably like a scene from a movie. Mm. All right, or 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 if there's a key word that comes up, and then my my mind actually just goes to a movie, and I I can see the scene. So that's how like, and even people people would text me, and I would send like a video back of like what a response would be. Yes, but I have I can find because I remember movies and things. I know, so you might say something in the text, I'll be like, oh, bet, boom, I'll Google it real quick and find that clip within like a five minute. Right. Because I know exactly. The the scene in the, the movie that you're thinking about <laughs> yeah. and how. It, I know exactly yeah. what it is. And my sisters, every time I sit into them, they're like, yo, do you just have these right. on hand? I've definitely thought about that before. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I've definitely thought that. I'm like, why does he just have this on hand? Like, what? Like, why can't he just send me this clip? <laughs> Yeah. From this fucking movie, like that fast, like he he really just has these in his gallery. Like no, I go and look for him. That's like, crazy. But I, I'm good at like finding it because yeah. I know how to type keywords. Yeah, because I remember, like definitely with the way Google is today. If you remember a few of the words of the line that you're looking for, you can type that in. And I'm good with movie lines. Yeah. And so at Julian's um party that he had a couple uh months or a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the Friday themed one we played like um, I think it might have been like. Don't worry, you went to a party a few weeks ago that was Friday themed. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> I didn't tell you. I thought I thought 
<laughs> I thought I that's told funny you. as shit. Why? Like, how was it themed Friday? Like, what did you, you guys dress up as? The character from Friday. What did you dress up as? Uh, Day Day from uh, I got the pinky shirt. That is. Oh hilarious. shit, I'm wearing pinkies right now. That's but, uh, funny. But the Day Day uh, shirt. The pink joint. From, from Pinkies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah is I got funny. that from Amazon and I had like a little uh, skull cap on. That is hilarious. I, I thought I told you about that, nah. bro. Uh, but yeah, they were playing some game. I was playing beer pong. You know, you know, I'll be on the two, ones and twos. But uh, I was playing beer pong and like RJ and was playing this other like movie. There was in like teens. I think it might have been movies. But no, it might have been movies. Might have just been black culture. I was about to say, like if that. it was black movies, yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. Because like RJ was like, "No, dude, we need you." And I, but I didn't want to play. I was playing beer pong. But as they're asking the questions, and them joints is ringing in my ear, I'll walk up to RJ and I'll be like, "Yo, it's this." Yeah. And then like they may not raise their hand fast enough to get the first answer, but the other team might have, and they might have got it wrong. And then RJ would be like, "This." And then the other team like, yo, nah, he can't play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if it was movies or music, but either one of them, I'm good with. Yeah. Um, sort of just like a black culture database. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bro, definitely yeah. come to the black you, movies. You, you're, you're a data center for, oh, black, yeah, for black culture. Yeah, yeah nah, <laughs> definitely for the black movies. I don't even know where my like my love for these like films came from, but like all them giants, <laughs> I be on all of them. You just get, they just they were in your house. Like, yeah, that too. Because getting... niggas ain't had cable, so yeah, just kept getting played. But shit, nah, nah. Because like even then though, I was watching low budget movies. Mm. Like there's a movie called The Breaks. They, they, nah, they, it, is that a break dancing? Nah, oh, that's that? break in. Come <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on, cool, nah. You know I know that one too. That's my shit. That's Turbo and Ozone. Okay, that's what yeah, I'm thinking of. Okay. Turbo and Ozone. Then you got B Street. Oh, these shoes not a breakdancing movie, but I like breaking more. Breaking, yeah, okay. that's a jumble. Ain't no stopping. Uh, yeah. No stopping. Uh, yeah, that's a nice song. No, nothing. That's how I learned that song. And uh, uh ain't nobody, nobody, nobody tell me better. Yeah, that's how I learned that jump from uh, from breaking. But like my brother Kevin, when he was growing up, he was like a breakdancer because breakdancer was popping. Like he was doing head spins in kindergarten, like in his class, he was getting oh, in trouble for that shit. Yeah. Break dancing was popping in this, so a lot of like, like for me, that's why I benefited at um, with such a large family and being the youngest or youngest boy. Um, I benefited from seeing a lot of people have different interests and different things, so I was able to, you know, take a little bit from everyone. So like, you hear me listening to Bone Thugs and Harmony. That was all Kevin. Kevin loved that shit. Um, if I'm listening to like Nickelback or like Creed or something like <laughs> that, um, my sister Shelby, she loved like that type of music. Yeah. Um, and that even goes to like uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers and things of that. So, and then like Odie's comes from my mom. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I have my own style that I've like listening to on my own like Lil Wayne like that's somebody that I discovered on my <laughs> in, own in drill music yeah, in drill like, well I guess I some it. of the kids actually kind of put oh. on to some of that too so yeah no no it's based off of that it's crazy like it's, it's actually an interesting thing because uh, like NBA Youngboy I never listened to him before but I always seen him in the media and for some reason I just hated him mm. I didn't like him <laughs> I don't know why. I didn't like him. I don't know why. Had nothing to do with his 17 children. None of that. Not even his music because I never listened to his music. I just seen like a lot of people talking, like a lot of people talking very highly of him. And 
I ain't gonna lie. I'm kind of like a hater when it comes to like the popular thing. Mm. I ain't gonna lie. I've, I've always, always, always been that way. I don't know why. I don't hop on whatever's popular at the moment. I'll probably come back later when it die down a little mm. bit. But when things are very popular, I yeah, I don't know why. It's, yeah. It just doesn't, it's not intriguing to me. I'm, I'm just not going to go run to it. Mm. So like even if Drake drops an album, I won't listen to it in the first week. That happened, right? Didn't he drop an album? Yeah. With, with 21 Savage? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, popular things like that. But anyway, NBA Youngboy was just, like, a massive artist. So then, like, the kids that I coach in basketball and the young generation, they love NBA Youngboy. Like, so they play him at practice. And I started listening to him more. I'm like, hold up, bro. Little homie got some, got some <laughs> shit to get off. And I just start, and then like, I like his aggression yeah. and his, you know the way he raps. So then I started listening to him more and more, and I was like, okay. But then I started to realize that the older heads were all hating on NBA Youngboy. That the older heads in music? No, like not in music, just like oh, just, fans. Oh, just okay. like 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 myself. Mm. Um, you know, like people in our generation were just hating on Young Youngboy. Yeah, uh, like you know like, how the older happen. heads hated on Lil Wayne when yeah. we were coming up. Yeah. Um, so it was it was a lot of that going around, and then I started listening to him. I'm just like, hold up, I can't be like those other people that are hating on this young boy. Uh, no pun intended. But <laughs> right, right. That, that, that are hating on him because his music's not bad, and I'm listening to him, and I'm enjoying this. And yeah. I'm like, yo, this is something I didn't know that I needed because mm. I've been always been like a backpack rapper. Kind of like person, you know, Wale, Kanye, Kendrick, Kid Cudi, Kid Cudi, Schoolboy, like guys that don't, you know, I wouldn't call Schoolboy like a backpack rapper, but he's not a street rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like that—that's the kind of music I've always been into. Um, but then I, you know, started listening to Young Boy, and then also that's how I found No Savage. So then <laughs> I'm started to be like, uh, No Savage was because of the kids that I'm around, and they were like, Yo, you don't listen to No Savage. I'm like, bro, what the fuck I look like listening to some nigga named Savage? Yeah. Like, bro, that just already sounds like it's going to be some crazy shit. But then, and then, and it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and then I started just listening to him and not, I don't, I, I listen to it with a different mind. I listen to it for the art. I don't give a fuck if this nigga lives his life or not. Yeah, no, as you, <laughs> I think a good place to be in, and this is for adults as well as children, is it's just harder as children because you're much more impressionable. Yeah. But, to be able to just listen to music, if you like it, you like it. Yeah. Like whatever the fuck that means for you, it doesn't. You don't have to explain yourself to anyone right. else. If you like it, you like it. Uh, it's just when you're a kid, you want to do that shit yeah. too. Right. Like for us, you can listen to No Savage all day long. Right. The last thing that's gonna happen is you're gonna go out and try. <laughs> yeah. Try to do and pick a fight with anyone right. outside. Right. Kids, it's different. Right. Like they're just like, oh fuck, like this shit gets them hyped and they want to go and out and try to do some it. shit. Right. So we just need mentors yeah. that can talk to them and not just say, hey, you shouldn't listen to this type of music. It's just be like, it's just got to be a conversation around everything. Yeah. Like just introduce them to more things. Sort of like what I think about with you and the wittiness. I feel like if someone had told you like what being witty is, like what what wit is, how how you manifest it, like how it's been shown, like when you're just like, well, what's that mean? And then they tell you what it means. And you're right. just like, well, how do I do that? And then they're like, well, by, for example, duty, 
just a couple of minutes ago, you did this. And then you did. And then you said this. This is why what you just did was witty. And and then try to tell you it's about taking very interesting things in life and just kind of like playing with them in your mind and making connections that other people wouldn't very easily make. Right. Right. And then like explaining it to you that way as a child and showing you more of what that means and showing other other people that are also witty, whatever, you would have probably started to see it as like an art or something you could really do other things with. Mm-hmm. And it's the it's the same thing. Is we just need not for you to watch less of the black movies, because that can be a part of your bag too, but just introduce you to more things right so then that way you can incorporate a ton of things right. into this witty bag the same way that these kids need to be told you can listen to nba young boy right that's fine but also understand that this is this nigga that lives this life and maybe he doesn't really live some of mm-hmm. these things and you can listen to this song and then go to chess practice right like i need you right. to know that you can listen to this nigga talking about killing people but you don't need to try to do that. You can go to debate to, yeah. to the to, to yeah. the debate team afterwards mm-hmm. and learn how to debate. Right. Like you just like let's give you m- more things to do yeah. whilst you listen to this music if you're going to listen to this type and, of music. And that's kind of who I was as a kid, not going through these things, but trying to be that cool nigga, mm-hmm. doing all the cool shit. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it later, you're like, damn, I probably could have did some other shit and had better opportunities like 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 for example as i started get out there with tennis i was like damn bro imagine if i started playing tennis songs in ninth grade and i got decent at it because i'm a decent athlete there's 50 something odd people on a football team right there's a billion fucking football teams in high school and all these motherfuckers have one goal and they're trying to go to division one a lot less people playing tennis. You don't have to be as talented, probably, because there's still going to be that many colleges out there, but there ain't that many people coming to play tennis. Uh, um, the, it's less, a lot less competition to get to that next level in this sport. So I, 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 be, I thought yeah, of that shit. Thinking about yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Been trying to encourage kids in other ways, like yo, look. If it's just your goal in life just to be an athlete at the highest level, like at any sport, you 5'7". Why not come play tennis or mm. some shit? You know, you ain't going to be able to dunk a basketball. <laughs> you 5'7". You got good footwork. <laughs> right. You quick. Right. You can slide back and forth. Good lateral movement. Good lateral movement. You know, you got good hand-eye coordination. Um, but this game ain't brought up in your household, you know, in your community. Nobody does this. So you have no, you don't know how to start, what lane to go through, or yeah. how is it even going to be viewed? How people are going to look at you for for participating in this sport? For walking around with that racket. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because like, oh, look at this nigga over here with this motherfucker. Right, because I've, I've talked to you about this before. Like, skateboarding isn't something that just came up when I was 18. Yeah, <laughs> it's something I've always been into, but it just wasn't accepted in Georgetown South. Niggas ain't about to like be like, yo, I see you on that skateboard. Keep doing your thing, my boy. They gonna look at you, they gonna call you all types of fucking names. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the worst, man. Yeah. That's the worst. And I think it's shit like that. It's like, bro, I've always enjoyed the skateboarding culture, like my brother and I did. We both did. We all had all the Tony Hawk games. Um 
And I think that's also another thing. Like I think Tony Hawk is like a god in in the hook in the hood. It's, it's weird. Mm. It's weird, dog. Because like we mm. talk to motherfuckers, people be like Tony Hawk. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's funny. Ye- certain people are able to break through. Certain people, like yeah. I've seen a meme. Yeah, I seen the meme, and it was of Wesley Snipes. I forgot what movie he was in, but he was crying and he was pointing a gun, <laughs> and he was crying. And that joint was saying like. When a race war breaks out and you got to kill Tony Hawk. Oh, right. (laughs) I remember that one. (laughs) You got to kill Tony Hawk. Nah, that's funny. Nah, because at that point in time, they're just going to go back to the old school Chappelle show, like race draft. Oh, bro. They're going to be so- Hey, that that nigga might be- People might be fighting because if if the whites don't take them within a certain amount of picks, boy- I definitely give y'all nigga Colin Powell for Tony Hawk. The, <laughs> the, the blacks are gonna save many, many whites, and that's the thing. They're gonna save many people, and then hopefully it's just like, oh, you know what? Maybe we ought to just save each other. <laughs> like you're gonna say, they're gonna be who? Listen, because they're gonna be people you're not even. You're you're probably gonna save like a Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill just yeah. off the top. Yeah. Just, you're probably gonna save Will Ferrell and his team. Probably, oh, you probably you gonna know I'm saying Will. That's probably gonna say yeah, all the comedy guys. Probably Adam Sandler and yeah. his team. Like you're gonna cha- you're gonna. It's funny she just named all the fucking white people movies I be watching. Yeah, the big, <laughs> yeah, like all those guys. Hey, for real, for real, I probably say that nigga Ellen John too. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, know, why you, not? But see, that's the thing. Then you get into just like fight, might as well nah, say because uh, like my brother, the one that passed away, one of his favorite songs is Benny and the Jets. Oh. Mm. Uh, and that's like one of our family songs. Mm. So that like I, I really like Benny and the Jets and Rocket Man. So um, I would definitely probably save Elton John just because my my brother rocks with Elton John. Yeah, but if you start, but it's so weird though. Like nigga, Elton John. <laughs> but this is such a wild hypothetical because then the question is like, well, who are you not saving? <laughs> like who who are people you gonna be like? Nah, let that motherfucker go. Oh, uh, Skip Bayless. <laughs> 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 no, they, no, no, it, Skip Bayless is a good. He's not good anymore. I don't know. Oh nah, he, he, he just be be shitting on LeBron, bro. Oh, we, we, ain't, oh, we ain't doing that. Don't oh, black history month, nigga. Oh, got you, got you, got you. This has been. nah. It, it, it'll probably be a few like Skip Bayless, that nigga Alex Jones. You, you, you can go ahead and go to buddy. Like you, you, you mad entertaining, but we good on you. Oh like, man, that's so funny. Knowing that there are definitely people you just like. Yeah, go ahead and let them just. <laughs> Like if they're hanging off the cliff, don't. don't yeah, don't yeah, we, we we not we not pulling them up. So I think somebody else. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, because because yeah, I'd, I'd want to. I, I got to. Probably say Kevin that. Spacey. Like, all right, bro, you gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> you are pulling wild people out of the cut, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're not gonna save Kevin Spacey. I, I guess, I guess you can't. Yeah, nah, bro, you was wilding, dog. So I'm, I'm sorry. I, I like the show, but you was wilding. Oh man, that's funny. That's funny. Probably get, probably get fucking up. Uh, Bill Lambier up out of here as well. Who is that, Bill Lambier? I don't know. He used to do some hard ass fouls back in the NBA. He's playing the Pistons. <laughs> He's the clothesline. You're just getting rid of random people at <laughs> yeah. this point, man. Yeah, bro. I don't like the way he played basketball. He's the clothesline niggas. That's so funny like, that that was even the fuck a, up out of here. That, that was even a joke when the race wars break out. Like people were really, and maybe they're still waiting. Because listen, I'm not tapped in, so I don't know. Maybe people are, are people still waiting. Like, are people still on edge, like waiting for like a race war to I like break not. out? I hope not, because I'm gonna get fucked up if it is. I don't. I ain't tapped in either. I don't. I ain't strapped. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Do I need to go get my shit? Like how people are feeling. Nah, at this point in time, I, I I don't I don't 
don't know. Twitter, Twitter, I hear and, about and, division all the time. Division, division, yeah. polarization, polarized. We're so polarized. We're so divided these days. It's the left and the right. And the hey, this and hey the... for real, I don't even know if, if 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 the war is even race war anymore or if it's gay versus straight. I, I even think that if you're doing that, that's even too basic. Like gay versus straight isn't even really a thing. It's, there's mm-hmm. a whole lot more you got to add on there. Now, I don't even... That's the thing. The fights are so complicated. Yeah. I can't even... I don't even know what the fights are. They're too much. That, that's what made the fucking internet so hard to be on these days. Like, God damn. Like, hey, bro, I was just coming here for the jokes. Nigga, what happened to the jokes? Why everything? Like, if you if if, if you don't support this, then you are against this. Like, no. There's no you can't live like that. There's, yeah. just, there's just too much. And the thing is, is that and I've talked about that on here before. You can't be well versed in everything. Right. We talked about this with uh, ESPN. Like you right. can't know all of these different fucking right. sports. You can't cover all those. First of all, everyone needs to have an opinion on something. We talked about everyone having a podcast, and right. everyone has opinions. Everyone wants to talk mm-hmm. and get their takeout. You don't fucking know. Like we, we, you can't know. You can't have a take on everything. No. Like not a valid one. Not mm-hmm. one that means anything. Right. There's so much going on. Like, like for me to ask you, what's your current take on Kanye and where he's at and is Adidas getting back with him? Are they not? Or what's your view on the war in Ukraine and, right. and the nuances and details of that? How do you feel about nuclear fission right now? How do you feel about Elon Musk buying Twitter and that he's trying him and a bunch of a cohort of other scientists are trying to get us? into the solar system and like leave the planet earth how do you feel about these people trying to save the soil here how do you feel about veganism versus you know uh, a carnivore diet how do you feel? like there's there's too much mm-hmm. there's just too much you just need to focus on your life right there's way too much going on out there for people to have like real takes and real knowledge about every fucking yeah, thing that's going it, on so lot. getting online and arguing with people about stuff is absolute it's the worst it's the worst it's the worst waste of time right it's such a ridiculous thing to do no i i can't go on there and and just be be a part of of i used to go that's there that's crazy i used to go to twitter just to get my news but now like the way algorithms are it's like so hard to like find the information that you're looking for because it's a lot of other bullshit oh, before yeah. you even get there. Because everyone, it could be some random shit too. Like I could try to be looking up to see who, who won the Laker game last night, and somebody gonna get the popping off on some right on some right wing shit. Like oh, oh, LeBron leans left, so this is why the Lakers lost. Oh no, nah, the nigga just missed a free throw. Yeah. <laughs> And then also my thing has been in real time across from other people, things are much more civil and like nicer than yeah. they would ever be online. I think we all know that. 100%. Like we all understand that. So I don't even know because if it's now nearly think, as divided as people think I don't think it is. I don't think it's as divided as the internet portrays it. Yeah. Because on the internet, there's a lot of bot accounts. Oh, created. right. Then you got to fucking think about all the bot yeah. accounts that are created to do to, that to push an agenda yeah oh. so, so you know they're created just to do that thing and to get engagement and to get people to talk about it it's, it's got to the point where it's kind of easy to call like see him out like all right nigga. you just you just said some shit that has nothing to do with what the original post was about but you're in the comments pushing some agenda so like the bots 
and people engage with them joints and will talk back and forth with these bots and these bots are just automated and just have responses that they're going to respond but uh, there's a lot of that on the internet so and I, and I think it's like a high percentage of twitter users are bot accounts i i just i would never be on twitter just typing away yeah. having a bat like I, i'm not i'm just uh, i'm not doing it <laughs> i'm just not that's so crazy to me man that's so crazy to me there's so much negativity yeah and people just add it all day fucking long just fighting like and then acting like they have all the right information mm-hmm. it's like yeah and if you don't agree with their views then that means you're on the other side of whatever they believe and i'm like oh they ain't that damn deep like ah oh, damn so yeah so like around certain times of the year that's when you gotta like it hurts for me as someone that gets a lot of my entertainment just from seeing shit on the internet <laughs> right because um, you mostly there to just laugh at people yeah that's really that's really all i'm there for I don't and i think know. a lot of people echo that sentiment i think a lot of people want to go online and just because when i hear about people talk about the old twitter like what yeah. twitter once was yeah they just talk about it being nothing but a great time right like it wasn't all this extra shit right like i don't even tweet i don't right. even like put out stuff i just go to look at other things that I find entertaining. And even when things are trending now, you can't even click on a little trending thing and it takes you to, to what the top comment or what's funny about it. You gotta read a bunch of other little bullshit and scroll before you find out why the thing's actually trending. Oh. It, it used to be whatever the top thing was would be right at the top once you clicked it. But I don't, I don't know, the way algorithm, algorithms are, it, you might have to work to figure it out, I just go to Google at that point. Like, oh, Lamar Jackson trending. Let me go type Lamar Jackson name in because it's, it's not telling me nothing right here. Yeah, I was having the conversation with Jessica on here about the news. I brought it up with Von Marie too mm-hmm. because I feel like you know John Mayer had a really good song years ago that was called "Waiting on the World to Change." Mm-hmm. Uh, Me and all my friends. Yeah, it's one of those that most people would know because <laughs> it, you're going to hear it at fucking JCPenney's and yeah. all those places you go. He get big plays in right. like those types of places, like department stores and yeah, restaurants. Like, the he's, yeah, he's playing <laughs> big plays. Um, and it was pretty much a song just talking about like young people like me. Mm. It's We don't vote and don't watch the news and don't care about all this stuff, not because... We don't care. It's because what do you say? It's not that we don't care. It's because we know. It's because we not know the fight ain't fair. fair. Yeah. So we keep on waiting. waiting. Yeah. So he's like, we're just fucking trying to wait for something to happen. Like we feel no. insignificant up against like the powers that be. So we're just kind of like waiting yeah, around. Like Michael we, Jackson did it first. Like we feel like the. <laughs> wait, what? All I want to say is that they don't oh, really care about yeah, us. They don't really care about us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. These are all good. these are all great songs about just like how much of that are you gonna give your time to? You know, like just trying to look at the news, trying to decipher who's who, like who's talking just bullshit, who's yeah. talking out of their ass. What does a real article look like? What does it look like when someone's typing something and it seems like these are just the facts of the matter? Like this is video footage. Mm-hmm. The these are studies from these magazines or right. are there essays? This is what it is without any 
biased flavoring of like trying to tell you what you ought to think about it right. in the writing. You know, because a lot of people can't even the the I feel like journalism used to probably be a lot better mm-hmm. at some point in time. But then it got so bad and so many people were able to start opening up. Yeah. Like once blogs became a thing. Right. And I think it was able to open up. Yeah. And it wasn't just journalism. It was well bloggers as well. Then people could say whatever the fuck they felt like. And that's how like place things like Shade Room come about. Right. Because then you can just say whatever the fuck you feel right. like without any real journalism. And then people start reading it and then and then it blows up. And then the market is saturated. Yeah. And then you don't know what the fuck is going on. <clears throat> and then you on. call yourself a journalism or a journalist. Yeah. But you really You're just talking shit. You're really just talking shit. You're just talking shit. But then it gets so embedded in the culture that people that read that think that that's journalism. Right. They're just like, oh, look at this. Did you read this article? Right. So what the fuck is this? They're just just slandering someone's name. Like, this isn't real journalism. But people don't even, like, know how to decipher between the two. Right. It's Yeah, it's rough. But that's why... Getting in a, a space like that with media trying to, like, absorb real content... I feel like the same thing is happening to John Mayer, right, at a young age with mm-hmm. people listening to that song, or the same thing is happening with people in politics in general, is you're just dropping out. Right. Because I don't understand shit, because I it's so hard for me to try to figure out what's what. Right. It's just like, you know what? Like you said, the fight ain't fight you. You're like, y'all, y'all, y'all take care of it. So you just kind of go back to your life, which is ultimately more important anyway. Hey, didn't Obama <laughs> use that shit as his fucking song? What? What is that? Waiting on the world to change. Did he use that as his campaign song? Like he had a theme song? And I, like, I thought somebody as a president definitely did. Change. That would be hilarious if they. I could have sworn Obama did. Remember, his whole drunk was change. I feel you, but that but waiting on the having waiting on the world by John Mayer as your theme song would be a terrible song because it's not it's not geared towards a politician using it as a song. Uh, waiting on the world to change. Because uh, one was it was Obama. <laughs> let me see if uh, Obama comes up in this at all. Waiting on the world to change, Obama. I don't see. Uh, analysis of Barack Obama's waiting on the world to change. Bro. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> oh, did, oh, well. Did nigga get feedback on how he felt about the bars? Barack Obama on a first. Okay, change is not. So this first of all, I'm reading something off of Bartleby dot Bartleby dot com. So maybe this ain't it. But let me just read it real quick. Change does not occur overnight. It takes effort for multiple lives to refine certain aspects of opinions to amend rights that can be accessible throughout our community. Barack Obama, our first black president of the United States, toiled for minorities to have a higher representation along with having their voices hearkened when they were once suppressed. Waiting on the world to change by John Mayer demonstrates the concept of producing innovation for a better society. Along with the lyrics presented, Barack Obama triggered amendments to certain rights what the fuck is this? See, this is just some some shit that someone decided just to write. Right. Somebody just wrote and just, some shit. And just brought Barack Obama and Waiting hey. on the World to change together. It's just, it's no... John Marston at the crib like, what? What the fuck Yo, is it? And so is, and so is Barack. Yeah, like, <laughs> they're both sitting down. Like, like why, why y'all bringing me into this shit? Yeah, so, I, you know, 
I the things going on in my life are much more tenable. Like I can I can attend to the the podcast that mm. we record. I can tend right. to my health in the gym, the things I eat, and the job that I have, and right. not trying not to get told on for reading books. <laughs> like whatever the case is, like these are things I I have autonomy over. I can do something with. Yeah. All that other shit is here today and <laughs> gone tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm good with that. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. Let's go continue our conversation. Yeah, yeah, sir. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, thank you. Episode 158. Thank you.